Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. is now. Topics and music that affect your life. From Universal Broadcasting Network. Tune in at UBNRadio.com. All right, welcome to a brand new edition of Mostly Sports. <laughs> I am Mike Scavati. I love those applause. Yeah, I'm here with Morgan Barkley. What's up, bud? Who was that? Who's applauding for it's us? It's everyone in the studio audience we got. Oh, you God. Pull that, pull that blind back. You can see him. I feel like this is two and a half men with Charlie Sheen. <laughs> yeah, already. Like, not even six seconds in, huh? Dude, I'm throwing darts <laughs> today. Coming in hot. Uh, we are without our third host, Jay Devlin. He is stuck in Philly with a little cold. We think it's cold with the Charlie Sheen news today. Who knows? I think he has jaundice. Do people still get jaundice? Not people. Like it's World for babies. It's for babies. Okay. Because he's being a baby. Oh, there it is. There yeah. it is. Sorry, Jay. <laughs> uh, he's going to be calling in a few minutes. We are going to talk some great NBA. We're going to talk some NFL. Obviously, we're going to get into Ronda Rousey. A little bit later, we have... Who uh, hasn't, by the way? Talked about Ronda Rousey? Gotten into her. Oh, I don't know. Is that a thing? It wasn't, Reputation? Be, it wasn't supposed to be sexual. It was more about oh. Holly Holm. Sorry, I'll stop interrupting. I'll okay. be over here if you need me. <laughs> uh, we got Austin Madison coming on the show a little bit later. Our, he's becoming our NBA correspondent from a uh, little troublemaker on Big Brother 17. He'll be in studio in about 45 minutes. And then about an hour in from such films as Grandma's Boy, 51st Dates, and The Water Boy. We are going to have El Presidente, Peter Dante, in studio with us. To talk about everything from lacrosse to Connecticut to pretty much anything. Music, to reggae. Everything. Like, How to live life. There's, nothing's off limits with this guy. So if you want us to uh, to ask him anything, if you want to chat with him, give us a call. Get us on Twitter at Mostly Sport. Uh, we are on the message board live at UBNRadio.com, but you already know that if you're listening to me right now. Our phone number is 323-843-2826. But right now we are going to get into a little MMA starting off the show. Like I said, it's on a historic rise. <laughs> you did. I'm glad, you I'm glad Jay's not here to, to shoot me down for that. But in the past you know, 72 hours, it has been what people are talking about. For those of you that don't know and have been living under a rock, uh, Ronda Rousey was 10-0. and She is now 10-1. and She lost to Holly Holm. I happened to watch the fight live on Periscope. This was kind of interesting. No way. Yeah. I, I Periscope's tell back. You, Periscope's back. I was at a buddy's house. It was about 10.30 at night. We were trying to figure out if the fight had gone off. We didn't get any alerts. We're watching, we were watching, I think, UCLA or the Arizona-Stanford game. And I said, we would have got alerts. And I said, you know what? Let me check. And I went to Periscope, went over to Sydney, and there were like five people broadcasting the fight from their TV. But I got to watch it live, which is pretty cool uh, because this is one of the things that we talked about Periscope a long time ago is that for a pay-per-view fight, I got to watch it for free. And it turned out to be a good fight. It turned out to be a good fight. Did you watch it? No, I just saw the highlights and I didn't even get to see the knockout as far as like video-wise. Okay. Um, I mean, we, we we lightly mentioned it last week. I mean, we kind of assumed this would be another one of her submission, you know, 
30 second bouts, you know, I'm going to break your arm and it went totally other the other way. Totally went the other way. There were I mean I, again, because of what we do, I've been reading up on this and paying attention to it and everything. And uh the girl Holly Holm did, she executed her game plan to the T, like perfect 10 out of 10. She didn't get in too close. There were a couple times when she got a little too close, and that is what Rousey does. She gets you close. She gets you with that arm bar, whatever the hell that means. Um, but Holmes stayed away. She was longer. She was leaner. She did what she did. And uh, some of the stats I saw today were pretty staggering about how dominant Rousey has been for her first 10 fights. Um, she was hit 64 times, a hard strike, in her first 10 matches combined, an average of 6.4 not big deal. I think you could even handle that. Uh, she got hit hard. What do you mean? I'm, bigger than, I'm bigger than you, by the way. She got you, look, you look good right now? <laughs> she got hit 38 times hard. Uh, and I think everybody who follows sports saw her getting off the plane today at LAX. Pillow in front of her face because she is that was weird. pretty banged up. Um, but we are not MMA analysts. I, I gave about the extent of my knowledge for what happened during the actual fight. People are going crazy right now on social media because she's getting trolled right now. I think she is a product. Her fame is a product of social media, not nearly like the Kardashians or anything like that, because she actually does something, has a talent, uh, and she's getting torn down now. Is her mystique, is her allure done because she lost this fight? It definitely took a, a huge step back as far as because – when you have someone like she was basically role playing as, you know, Mike Tyson, you know, of this sport. And my thought on it was it's almost like you needed to see someone as physically intimidating as her th before it would be another big fight. Mm -hmm. And then tactically, this Holly chick, you know, boxer, champion boxer, you know, mixed martial artist, like really knows what she's doing. Pretty hardcore, 34 years old, you know, not huge. Right. But, like, tactical and smart, and, you know, maybe that's part of it, too, of just age. And also, you know, a little weathered, like, this girl can give a fuck. You know, she has a little Tanya Harding in her, I would say. And I think that's all part of it. Like, just she didn't necessarily look the part of, like, you need to be some big, giant girl that looks like she's going to physically dominate you. Right. You know, almost like a, a Kimbo Slice-looking character. But be an interesting-looking female. But this is, this is actually female. how you would kind of cast a movie. Like, this is, like, the underdog look. You know, like... If you were to go to back to Bloodsport, like, you, Ronda Rousey would be your villain. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, a girl like Holly Holm would maybe be your, like, main character. Like, they're, you're right. your underdog. They'd be like, you know, yeah. your, your Van Damme, if you will. Your Van Damme, your Daniel LaRusso, one of those guys. Now, it's interesting you bring up something like Bloodsport along those lines. Ronda Rousey's supposed to, you know, be in, set to star in the next uh, Roadhouse, which is, it's embarrassing they're even making another Roadhouse. The fact they're making it with her is uh is horrible. I forget the studio it had to come out and issue a statement yesterday saying there have been no plans to change casting. Ronda Rousey is still going to play Patrick Swayze's character in Roadhouse. Uh, now, this is one of the things that I don't get is the infatuation, whether it's with women's fighting or with Ronda Rousey or what the deal is. I, I appreciate enough about this certain sport that the mystique is gone. Everything she had going for her is done. She was untouchable, like absolutely untouchable. Uh, you know, winning fights by 14 seconds, 34 seconds. The drinking game this past thing, this past time was at the opening bell, drink your beer, see if you could finish your beer before the fight is over because she's just 
tearing through people. And this girl had her game plan and did it. I think this is not a good thing for the UFC in the long run because Ronda Rousey's mystique is done. You got a caller? We got a caller, and I think I know who it is. Caller, uh, can you please identify yourself? This is the police. Uh, hey, this is Jay calling from Philadelphia. Hey, first time, long time. Jay, Jay. Oh, Jay Devlin, what's up, buddy? Man, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what. Watching you guys on TV, is, you, you're two handsome gentlemen. Like, you have a beautiful sweater on today, kind of. Is that a sweater? What do you call that thing? Uh, what's this, a thermal? It's a thermal. A light thermal? It's my 64-degree L.A. thermal. Brings out your eyes, buddy. Thanks, what buddy. Uh, what are we talking about? We're talking a little Ronda Rousey right now. We're talking about how much you probably love her and loved everything about this fight. Were we, were we, were we um, right or no? Well, I was more upset about the fact that they're coming out. I think you guys were just talking about uh, Roadhouse. Yes. The remake of Roadhouse. She just had that plastic surgery. How are they, they going to make this movie? She's going to have to be like CGI'd in there. You know, <laughs> like one of those avatars or something. She. Right. I know they took her right to the hospital. Did she need plastic surgery? That's that what I read today. Dana White tracked down the best plastic surgeon in Australia to fix her face up for her. Wow, wow! I mean, she. We saw everyone saw her leaving LAX today with a, that black pillow in front of her face. Nobody could get her to look up. Everyone said that was to protect her. Now we know it was to protect her from surgery. It must be like it must just look horrific. She got pounded. It was disgusting to watch. And now you've got Floyd Mayweather coming out trying to play the good guy. I'll give you Floyd May- Mayweather might beat women, but he's a genius when it comes to marketing. Yeah, he's another yeah. Richard Sherman. I mean, that was uh, that, that's <laughs> it's so obvious what he's doing, and uh, and apparently I, I didn't see the fight, but apparently to start the fight, uh, Ronda Rousey wouldn't even like shake she hands. She wouldn't even touch. Yeah, she which wouldn't she, touch hands. Which got lost in everything. Right, it did get lost in everything, but she got her ass beat. And honestly, <laughs> I think there's another level of all this. And, Jay, what are your thoughts? Because you're out there in Philly. I know you're cold. It it was just gross, man. We talked about this about a month and a half ago, about women fighting each other. And that was just, you know, I don't all these people that love that and like watching that, they're sick human beings. I agree with that. I don't don't get the allure of watching it. I don't don't get it. I don't get the whole cat fight in, in this sense with these beefy women who I don't find attractive. I know a lot of people do. I don't get it. I'm on yeah. the same page as you with that. I, I am 100% in if they're like in a negligee and pillow fighting. Yeah, different <laughs> I mean, story. I'm totally okay with that. But, you know, they're kicking each other in the face. They don't even look like women. They look like men. I, people who find her attractive are absolutely insane. Well, the, the, the next people to go to like tractor pulls. The, uh, yes, monster truck rallies. And they wear tap-out shirts <laughs> yeah. and all that stuff. The The next level... I think, and this is where, you know, even in UFC with guys fighting, when, you know, she gets kicked in the face, then Holly Holm rightfully pounces on her and just starts whacking her, you know? Like, she's not, she's whacking not, her. Is that, is that the, the proper the uh, professional term. for fighting? I don't know. Like, I, I did, I did <laughs> create a new phrase for that. Like, she just starts pummeling her face, and that's the part where UFC, like, girl or guy, you know, she she basically got knocked out. I mean, you imagine a guy like in the NFL, right? You see all these concussions. Like, yeah. you saw a concussion happen, and then you see the guy get on top of him, rip his helmet off, and start punching him in the face. You'd be like, "What the fuck?" Like, it's violent. It's violent enough already. Like that aspect. Well, they do that. They do that in fucking hockey, and people love it. Yeah. That's why, and that's why hockey is ridiculous. That's why they <laughs> let it happen in hockey. If they but got they rid of fighting in hockey, hockey out, would though, be dead. But if someone's knocked out. Right on their back. I mean, even in boxing, it's not like Mayweather can knock somebody out and then pounce on them and start punching them in the face. Like 
That might be yeah. that might be a question for Austin, but like even girl or guy, but like even watch that's the part where we're two women is like okay, because like Ronda Rousey fought fought in the the Olympics and she I think yeah. she won a bronze in judo mm-hmm. back when we were doing our research, <laughs> and uh, so I mean this is a totally different you know there's there's a lot of rules right you know much like boxing but like with UFC it's crazy like the fact that you can just kick someone in the face break their nose and then get in there and you have to and ref pull you off. You can get like six she or seven. She to make sure in. we won the fight. I don't think. I don't think she's thinking rational at that point. She's thinking, let me make sure I just did what no, I. No, I mean you're allowed to do it. That's part of it. Like yeah. they have to tap out or be knocked out, or you, the ref pulls you out, and it's a technical knockout. But I mean, it's just a weird aspect of UFC, you know. And then with girls in the mix, it's a whole other level. And then you have stuff like Greg Hardy out there, where you just have to ask yourself, like, you know, he's not supposed to be hitting women. Does this perpetuate all that? And I don't know. Jay, what Dude, do you this, think? This, this Dana White guy has just got to be sitting in the background, stroking his fake mustache, just going straight to the backing up the Brinks truck, because this is the best thing that ever could have happened for him. This girl losing, and now, like, they're going to fight, like, three more times. It's going to be gigantic. Morgan, you love a good conspiracy theory. I mean, I don't know. Maybe she tanked it. Maybe he drugged her. No, no, I don't know. no, not this time. I think it, no, there wasn't enough hype with this one, and it also has it was, it was, the. Uh, it broke, Morgan, this was an historic fight. All right, I don't know if you know, but the guy sitting right next to you said two weeks ago that MMA is on an historic rise. He, he and he's the, a soothsayer. He, he He's this. a fortune teller. That man likes Kavada. Oh, you're you're on this side now. You're on this side. That was historic. Huh? Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> I'm just back in. I'm just back in Philadelphia, where history is very important. You know, so I'm going to ride it with you this week. They're getting rid of that uh, that Rocky trophy a few miles from your house, or that Rocky statue a few miles down. They're putting up uh, Dana White. Sly won't stand for that. That's Sly's the new. The new. And... I, I I mean I agree. I don't I don't get the, I don't get this. I one of the questions I had in the the, the fast five we're going to do was if you had to watch a rematch of this fight or Mayweather-Pacquiao, what would you rather watch? This one. Why? That one, because it's over quicker. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that was exactly <laughs> my rationale. And there was more action. it be done quick. It's <laughs> more action. I can, go, I can go on with my life quicker. Yeah. The, uh, do you think that Holly Holm, will, will she start picking up movies, or she doesn't really look the part? She's a little well, I think she looks like she looks like tall, skinny Amy Schumer. Yeah, I don't think Ronda Rousey like. looks the part either. I don't. I find <laughs> nothing endearing. I don't. I don't know. I just don't get it. I don't get the whole infatuation with this whole thing. I heard that uh, Vegas absolutely killed it, or like got crushed this weekend. Plus nine hundred. I, I looked at it that morning. I, Ronda it's Rousey was minus two thousand. They made it all back in the NFL. Yeah, they did okay this week. They did. Okay. Yeah. Well, I heard that there was a few underdogs in the NFL, and then this fight, which was I, I thought it was plus seven hundred. I think it might have gone down by fight time or whatever they call it in UFC. Uh, <laughs> fight time. <laughs> Glove time. I don't, I don't know. But when I checked, it was uh, minus 2,000, Rousey, plus 900 for uh, for the other lady, Holly Holm. Holly Holm. So, yeah. That's well, it. It's on a historic rise, J.D. Get ready for it. Historic rise. What hey. else we got going on today, fellas? I know you got Austin coming in. I'm very upset I'm not going to be there. Oh, I got for something the, for like, you. 17-year-old girls are going to call in from all over the globe. I got something that, for that you. Watch, that watch Big Brother. I see the chat room is already. Where's Austin? Is Austin in there? No, he's not here yet. He should be here momentarily. No, but in the chat room, people are asking for him. The guy, the guy's, you know, it's Big Brother show, man. I guess I got to go back and watch this show. Did you happen to see Apparently the, you're, the Jaguars-Ravens game? The finish? Uh, How the referees blew it? it? On my phone. Why? What, the, the field goal? Yeah, the, the field goal. There was a no call on a false start and then a face mask, which put them into field goal range. 
uh, and the NFL has come out and said our refs tank this one. We uh, we should be giving the win to the Ravens, but they're not going to. Another. another I'm going to leave the referee talk to you guys because we us three were texting the entire night on Monday, or is it Monday or Sunday? The Seattle game. Sunday Sunday night. And the four, I mean, just our entire conversation was about how bad the referees are and how awful the rules are, and it's just like it's ruining football. Yeah, it, I they're totally so agree. subjective, and it, and there's just so rules much. are not supposed to be subjective. Rules are supposed to be fucking right. rules. I think it's beyond subjective. It's it's yeah. there needs to be another term after subjective. Uh, we were, I mean, we were texting the whole time. That was an over over a four hour game. That was Yankees Red Sox. That that, that was that's for a football game. It's supposed to be three hours. Do you guys want to? You guys want to hear the weirdest analogy that hopefully Mike can help address? Sure. Fired up. So you know how like this whole thing of like is it a catch, not a catch, and all that. So a couple weeks ago when I was up in uh, San Fran with with Brian, you know his little his little boy, eleven eleven months old, thirty three inches tall, um, he was on the verge of walking, and so we were trying to figure out. This is much like NFL football. I was like, well, what determines when your kid walks? And he's like, he he had decided he, he he threw this nice joke out there, and he was like, he's like, basically, Cruz has to make a football move. <laughs> and I was like, so it was like one yeah. step, two step, get two feet with down. intention, like he has to like try to get something. Yeah. So with Avery, I was curious, like how you did that, like how did you determine, like <laughs> if you're telling your friends and family, like yeah, Avery just walked, like but at what point does a parent actually say like the baby walked? See, we got lucky because we didn't we didn't have any controversy with ours. It was. Clear as day, she took like five steps, fell right into Jen's arms. Said, "All right, that's it. Like we don't have to say, was that a walk? Do we tell people? Did she, she celebrate? It was like like the end did, zone did, for yeah, her. You, oh yeah, did you she said like, like Cam Newton style. So quickly to try and get no, we were recording it anyway. We said Avery, do this. She did it, and that was that. But she wasn't close before that. She didn't get like two steps. No, this was like first deal. It was nice. Really? Yeah, she stood up, wobbled, and then said, "Eff it, I'm walking." And she made it. One there. take. One take, one and done. She didn't have to stay standing. Scavati family trade right there. One take. One, day, one and done. And then she did the little discount double check, Aaron Rodgers, right after that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's so five. But again, was it but five steps? Like, what if she got four? What if she got three? Would you have counted it? Yes, probably. Probably? Yeah. What do you think it is? Two steps? I think it's like, like you said, two steps. Get both feet down. <laughs> make, right. a, make a football move. You right. throw you throw in a Heisman pose. You got you're you're walking. You're walking. Okay, you're <laughs> you can announce oh, wow. it. <laughs> anyway, I just was curious. I think that's a there's that that's how NFL football is right now. It's is the it's as subjective <laughs> as when a baby walks. Pretty much. I think I think we we locked it in a little bit more than the NFL. I think so. If they, I mean, the, the fact that a receiver has to come down with the ball, get both feet in bounds, walk into the locker room, tweet about it, and then that's that's an official catch is absurd. Where a running back has to just push the ball over the goal line and then they could drop it and run the other way and you know what the ball crosses the plane it's a touchdown I'll it's say absurd. Th- I'll say this though you know watching that Seattle game I think we, we ended up scoring a touchdown but the players and coaches know this they know how subjective it is mm-hmm. as far as the ball protecting the ball and maintaining the ball and you know Jimmy Graham caught a pass which should have been a touchdown and he didn't grasp it enough. Like, he didn't pull it in. Like, yeah. he caught it, and then he kind of just left it hanging there, and the guy batted it out of his arms. We didn't challenge it. He didn't get the touchdown. People lost fantasy points. My thought was, if you're Jimmy Graham, you're supposed to be that good, and you should know that the ball is the most important thing. And you got to, like, basically hold on to it all the way till you get to the sideline. Mm-hmm. You know, like Marshawn Lynch style. Yeah. Like, give the ball to your mom. Right. Like, don't let go of the ball. All the way back to fail Mary. 
Like, the, you know, the Green Bay guy gave up on it. Golden Tate didn't. It's like, at what point did the players realize that it's so subjective? Just don't ever let go of just it. Just hold on to the fucking thing. Yeah, yeah. and, like, these guys are just – I don't know if it's bad habits from high school where, like, they were the best athlete and they just kind of are just so used to tossing it from scoring touchdowns. Yeah. But, like, why can't they just – like, it almost seems like some of the better catches are from guys that aren't as good because they know it's their chance. Like, they got to catch got to do it, yeah. Like, some of the amazing catches because they're just not going to let go of it. Someone like, asked Jerry Rice a long time ago, how come you don't drop too many passes? He says, you know what, I'm going to get hit regardless. I might as well hold on to the ball. I know that's a little bit different from what you're saying, but that's the kind of the mentality. You don't just throw it and then get up because nowadays they're going to say, no, no, he didn't have control. He tossed the ball guys away. are always before. tossing it and spinning it. And yeah. I'm just like, I just fucking keep it. Yeah. Like, it's, it, there's no other thing but the ball. Yeah. I don't Morgan, know. I, I have to I have to ask real quick. Have you come to grips with the fact that Seattle is not going to make the playoffs? Ooh, nothing's changed from what I said. I mean, they're they're four and five, correct? Yep. Did I not say they're going to be ten and six? I, I don't know if ten and six gets in. Are they, what kind of tiebreakers? I mean, uh, uh, we're looking at trying to Green Green Bay is looking at you know a wild card now because Minnesota's seven and two. You got Atlanta sitting there at six and three. That's a lot of a lot of ground to make up right there. Well, here's here's my guess is that Giants five five locally yes. the way the the positioning is is that we'll see what happens in this Green Bay Minnesota game this this coming weekend. If Green Bay wins mm-hmm. that game, then Seattle plays Minnesota and we'll have the tiebreaker. My gut is that Green Bay will take the division back from Minnesota. Like you that think will, so? Yeah, they'll play. That will play itself out. They look so bad. It doesn't. Right now. Ma- it doesn't matter. Like I, I honestly think Green Bay will win. The, what is it, the, the NFC North? Yeah. So they'll win the North. And then Seahawks' hope is get to 10-6, and six, which means you can really only lose one more game. You're probably not getting in at 9-7. and seven. You have to beat Minnesota, and you have to have the tiebreaker there. So that's basically how it has to play out. So you kind of have – weirdly, you're hoping for Green Bay to win this weekend against Minnesota. If that happens, Seahawks beat San Fran, and they play like the Browns. They play Pittsburgh, which will be a tough game. They play Baltimore. They should win some of those games. So their schedule isn't too tough. They play Arizona again. They play St. Louis again. St. Louis is done. So I, I think that the, I, got if it. They, they have to win, you know, six more, you know, they could really only lose one more, and they have to beat Minnesota. So that's – to get in, that's what I think has to happen. Hmm. So he just, he just laid it all out there, buddy. He's got the roadmap for him. Look at that. Yeah. I saw an interesting stat today. Uh, the Seahawks have led in the fourth quarter of every one of their losses. But it's not being talked about because the Giants wow. are. Well, it's because they've led. It, they've worse. led in every at one point in every game for like fifty-five games, which is an NFL record. Is that right? Fifty-five straight games, they've had the lead. They've had the lead, which is an amazing stat. Yeah. Which is what I've said is like I can be mad at the Seahawks for being who they are. They've had one of the hardest schedules. Arizona's super tough. Like they keep playing some of the toughest teams, some of the best quarterbacks, and with the, the highest expectations too. On well, top, yeah, of all that. with the highest expectations, they've been to two Super Bowls. That means you're playing all the way through February. Like you've lost a lot of players, guys that you see making plays on other teams, like the Jaguars, the Raiders. Like and go on and on. Atlanta, like backups that are starting. On top of all of it, it's just like you know, there's a point where you've lost too many guys, and you know, to get to ten and six is an accomplishment. You know, most teams that go to the Super Bowl don't make it back. To the playoffs. True. Teams yeah. that lose in the Super Bowl rarely make it back. Yeah. So I mean, and they've had a really, really hard schedule. And I, you know, I, I don't think Russell Wilson's playing great. I don't know. It's probably the Sierra thing. I have no idea what's <laughs> up his butt, but he needs to fucking relax and stop running around back there. He's looking like Johnny Manziel the last few games. 
So look, fellas, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna get back to my Bravo Marathon because Below Deck is on tonight, one of the greatest shows in the history of television. Wow! I don't know if you guys have watched it, but do yourself a favor, throw on the DVR. What um, um, what kind of meds are you on? You sound a hell of a lot better than we talked earlier today. Yeah, I'm feeling slightly better. I got a little uh, a little bakel in me, so coming right. coming back to life a little bit. I'll be back in a, in a couple of days, and I'll be ready for the show next Tuesday with a full report of. Uh, all the shenanigans that happened back here. Uh, tell Dante I said hi and remind him that he owes me money for the glasses he broke on my face when he headbutted <laughs> me at JP's one night. No problem. I'm sure we'll bring that up. But by the way, Jay, have you gone to Wawa since you've been back? Uh, of course. I, I did, and it was it was a fucking disaster. I'm so out of Wawa practice that I actually ordered a quesadilla at Wawa. <laughs> Why is that a bad thing to order there, or what's the it's, deal? It's, Living it's, in SoCal it's, it's too long. It's like ordering steak at a, at, a, at a Red Lobster, you know? Egg going to Red Lobster is probably a mistake, but yeah. ordering steak there is even more of a mistake. It's just like Kraft uh, American cheese on an old quesadilla, on an old tortilla? Yeah, you, you get sandwiches, you get soups, you get chili, you get you get a Wawa. You don't get a fucking quesadilla. I'm out of practice, so I need a do-over. <laughs> well, I'm going to do it over tomorrow and do it right. Well, by the way, Jay, before you go, I just want to remind you that I think you have the worst record in our fantasy football league, and I am number one in the mostly sports oh, fantasy football league. I have the worst record in all of fantasy football in every <laughs> league across the world. I wish we had that. We could put up screenshots of what he was his text rant the other night about how he's so done oh. with fantasy football. That was hysterical. <laughs> that was hilarious. You know what the funny thing about it is? I actually ended up winning that game. Uh, the guy had Andy Dalton and needed like 12 points from Andy yeah. Dalton. Dalton didn't do and shit. Obviously, everybody watched no the game. Andy Dalton sucked. His red hair came out in him, and he just played like Andy Dalton. Yeah. It was terrible. We're going to get into him in a little bit. Real quick, uh, especially because we have Austin coming on, and I'm just very curious because you're sick and you've been in bed all day. Over or under, <laughs> Morgan, how many DraftKings lineups does Jay have tonight? Over or under six and a half? Oh, Over. Over just yeah. like that, boom! Over. Well, I looked at I looked at the teams playing tonight, and there was a lot of um, tempting players. Yeah. I'm sure for Jay. So I'd say, I guess he has about eight. You're gonna say eight? All right, I'll, I'll I'm gonna I'll go because you went over. I'll go under. I'll go six. Okay. Mike, you are very good. You should be setting lines at all the casinos in Vegas. Boom. I had I had exactly six. Wow. Nailed okay. It. Call it. And all, all of them were terrible. They yeah. All, they all had that in common. That Anthony Davis terrible. out early. Got like four points and he's yeah. done. It's tough out here with these late games. You know, the games start at seven o'clock and then they're on all night. I'm I'm out of mail and I need to get back to the West Coast. Yeah. Or I can do all my studying during the day when I'm awake and, and focus. Then we got the Warriors tonight. It's not twenty degrees. Tipping off soon. Is it twenty degrees there? It's 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 pretty cold. That's but it's awful. warming up. It was, it was it was warmer today. I mean, but, uh, <laughs> boys, have a great fucking show. I'm gonna be listening and. I'll see you guys in a couple days. All right. Thank you for calling in. Feel better, dude. See you, bye. All right, boys. See ya. Uh, yeah. I mean, we're going to get into DraftKings with Austin when he gets on here from Big Brother 17. But taking a player like Anthony Davis, who is daily fantasy gold, having him go out early just destroys every, every – What, did he get hurt? Most lineups. Yeah, I think he was shoulder injury. I can look to see how many lineups he was in tonight. But, uh, yeah, tough time. It's kind of like uh... – <laughs> Why you lost your fantasy game with me with Big Ben coming in was the flip. Yeah. Where like you wouldn't know to start Big Ben. Didn't even think to. I mean, well, who would? He right? wasn't even supposed to be suited up. He suited up, but he but wasn't starting. Wasn't starting. Came in like the second play of the game, and lit it up to Antonio Brown, who you coincidentally have on your squad. So I took a beating this week. 
Supposed to win. I was favored by like 10, I think, to start the week. <laughs> I played Dalton. Dalton sucked last night against a tough, uh, apparently the first time like, we could say this all year, against a tough Texans D. Um, they're four and five. Yeah, they're not horrible. They started, They had a rough start. Uh, I mean, I think people just, I think they lost so many games early that people just kind of forgot about them. You know, it was like hard knocks. Yeah. Then it looked awful. Like, oh, this team sucks. All right, let's move on. And now they're kind of hanging in there. And yeah. they're actually leading the division. And I that's, that's, that's got to be one of the worst divisions of all time. That, uh, uh, that South Division. Well, what was it? Was it Carolina, the seven and nine? Didn't they game with seven and nine? When they won it. Yeah. 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 Was that yeah. last year? No, two years no, ago. No, two years ago. Uh, but I mean, news coming out of Cincy today. Your boy Andy Dalton, and you know, we obviously need to talk about this with Jay because a lot of sportscasters today, a lot of sports radio guys, were talking about this, talking about good-looking versus bad-looking quarterbacks and leadership they and all were? this stuff. A couple people were. This is where it gets into Seriously? Particularly somebody who is They're now watching our show? on Fox. Um, That's your boy odd. Dalton got a little upset about a very, very innocent comment by J.J. Watt after the game. Did you see this today? The, the, he called him the BB gun? He said, we're going we're gonna to turn the red rifle into the red BB gun. Yeah. Not to mention, before and after the comment, all he talked about was how great Cincy is this year. Since he's great this year, our plan tonight was to turn the red rocket or whatever, the red rifle, into the red BB gun. Dalton apparently took that like he was talking bad about his mother, and he said, you know, someone like J.J. Watt, one of the best players in the league, should have a little more respect uh, for the game. He has little kids looking up to him, and I'm, I'm... I'm embarrassed that he said something like that. What, I mean, they were disrespectful. How is that disrespectful to his mother? I don't get it. No, no, I mean that's what he. It was the way Dalton reacted was almost like, you know, like J.J. Watt said something about his mother, and then you listen to the sound clip and you say that's all he said. Well, maybe there's something why did Dalton that, maybe something in, freak out? Maybe there was something in game, you know, like J.J. Watt know. sacks him. There's a lot of shit being talked when a guy gets sacked. I mean, I think you're giving him benefit of the doubt. It, it, it. it it's ridiculous. This whole thing's absurd. Like the Cam Newton dance, how everyone's fired up about that now. People are writing him letters saying, my daughter watches the game. I don't want her looking at you with these pelvic thrusts. Like, pelvic thrust was all over the news today because of Cam's dance. And I love Cam's response. He said, you don't want me doing the dance. Keep me out of the end zone. Good. That should be period, well, exclamation point, end of story. Move on. This is how sensitive we are now. Someone's mother wrote a letter saying, my daughter looks up to you. Don't do your stupid dance with the pelvic thrust. What are you out of your mind? What it's, kind of time do these people well, have? I don't know. Are you serious? I, I don't get it. I mean, there's also like, look at video games. Look at even the Ronda Rousey fight, right? Like you have that. You have, you know, every defensive lineman does some sort of pelvic gyration after they get a sack. It's awful. Every like you, you just defensive watch it. back. Right. That's my biggest pet peeve. And one of my biggest pet peeves in football is somebody breaks up a pass. Not even breaks it up. The quarterback overthrows somebody. Defensive I back hate when they celebrates like he just won the fucking Super Bowl. I hate Bowl. when they do it like Bruce Irvin did it when there was time was running out. Like he, the defense yeah. has to get back yeah, yeah, on the yeah. line. And you're like they're running in the hurry up. Yeah, like, you don't get to celebrate. It drives me crazy. This I time. don't know. They just forget. I mean, everyone wants to celebrate, but I, I don't think that's that big of a deal. Or watch a music video. I was watching this one today, and it was just there's all kinds of Dude, watch weird the dance, weird dances. We've been saying this for forever. Watch the news for two minutes. You know what? Your kids aren't going to see anything worse than what is on the news currently right now. Whether it's local news, wherever mm-hmm. you live. Or forget the world news. I mean, the world's falling apart. You can't watch any of that stuff. You're a little kid. Are you kidding me? Yeah, no, it's it's sick. It's sick. Uh, I mean, I, you know, the guy, what's his name? I, last week, grabbed the ball from Cam. Cam. After Cam scores a touchdown, he finds a kid in the stands and gives him the, the touchdown ball. So cool. 
Like, so great. Such a good thing to do. Uh, somebody snagged the ball from him and ran it over the sideline, so he couldn't do it last week. Are you kidding me? Play the game. This is It's getting absurd with these, ass, these assholes, what they're doing. What yeah. they're bitching about. Keep out of the story, end zone. Story, not story. I don't know. It's not a story. I mean, this, this stuff's been going on, you know, with Tio, Ocho Cinco, all these different guys for years. I mean. That was great, though, when he threw the ball down on the Texas star. Yeah. After he scored. That was awesome. I mean, there's all kinds. Of, remember the Sharpie? Yeah. The Pull popcorn. It. Yeah. So this, you know, this stuff, this isn't that new. This stuff's great. Are you kidding me? Now, all of a sudden, if you have more this than two people in a celebration, you get a 15-yard. Come on. It's entertainment. Yeah. Well, Jeez. there's a, there's a lot of other things they need to be worried about. The uh, one thing that I thought was interesting, the well, couple things. Brandon Whedon, yeah, kicked to the curb after Jerry Jones said he was the man. Yeah. Right. That was just a few weeks ago. Well, Romo's we were coming back. Right. But we we openly were like Brandon Whedon's terrible. Yeah. Like, and then they. Well, we all said they're not going to win another game. Right. And they haven't. And then on top of all of that, you have Jeff Fisher is now benched. Nick Foles. Nick Foles. And Sam Bradford's hurt, per usual. And Sanchez Four. is in, run, subbing in and throwing interceptions at the end of the game. And now the starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns, Johnny Manziel. Right. For the, for the rest six, of the season. Which makes sense. You just give him enough yeah. games and then move that on. That was going to be one of my questions. Is Manziel going to be in the league on a roster next year? As a backup, yeah. I think so. The uh, you know Going back to our Tebow bet, yeah, so many terrible quarterbacks right now, which is why it's wide open in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And... You know, with Julian Edelman going down with the Pats. I mean, there's so many yep. injuries this year. You know, running backs, you know, injured all over the place. Like, it's wide open. Yeah. You know, Jordy Nelson gone. Green Bay's struggling. Like, I, f- I feel like all these quarterbacks having issues, some of them on decent teams. Yeah. And The Packers, they lost three straight. Right. They Aaron Rodgers, before two weeks ago, had never lost back-to-back football games at home. That's insane. Now he's down three. Not to mention – Jay and I had him in our survivor pool, plus 11 and a half at game time against the worst team in football, and they blew it. They had the chance. They had they got the onside kick from one of the best receivers in football who dropped the ball. I was going crazy. Avery, yeah. was, try- Avery was trying to take a nap, and I was trying to not jump up and down like a madman. They get the ball back, and Mason Crosby, one of the best kickers in football, shanks it. He's Nobody, not one of the best. He's, he's known to, to not be clutch. Nobody, touched, nobody came close he, to touching the ball. He was almost fired multiple times. He just hit a duck. And that yeah. was it. No, he shanked it. It didn't even get touched. Not hey, to mention. Hey, one second. Mostly intern. Um, our guest, Austin, is outside. If you wouldn't mind, um, travel out to the front and help him get in. Thank you so much. Much appreciated. Mostly intern. Um, Jeff Fisher benching Nick Foles, who was part of that Bradford trade, for Case Keenum, who was dropped from the Houston Texans, who we were just talking about. Case Keenum came in for who? He's going to be the starting quarterback for the Rams now. He couldn't make the Texans, who have a disastrous quarterback situation. He now played, he, he played is, last year some, right? Yeah, played a little bit. He was a beast. What is he? Houston? Where did he go to school? I, I don't even know. He, man. he went these to one of those. Are, he went backups. to one of those Big Ten schools where every Saturday when I would wake up, I would always bet on his over, well, whether it was Tulsa, Houston, Baylor, A and M, Texas Tech, any of those. Uh, he was putting up absurd numbers. I think he broke every NCAA record possible for single season, you know, whatever, his junior, senior year. By the way, um, I mean, we have to get to Peyton Manning. Got to yeah. get to Peyton Manning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's interesting. Everyone's like first ballot Hall of Famer, like he's the man. And the one thing that's being glossed over, Mike Scavati, yeah, is that no matter what, in the family, mm-hmm. with pedigree, 
Eli Manning will always have two rings. Yep. Possibly more. Yeah. There's Austin right there. Okay. Hey, uh, why don't we go to a commercial break? And yeah. And we'll come back with... Uh, Real quick, before we do, uh, when we jump back in, we're going to talk about this with Austin. We're going to leave a little teaser. Is Peyton Manning done for good? We'll get into that yes. in a second. And then we are going to have uh, Austin on, talk a little NBA, a little DraftKings. Take some whatever else you want us to. Cool. We'll be right back. Mostly sports. What? 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 It was 99 cents. I get copping it, washing it. About to go and get some compliments. Passing up on those moccasins. Someone else has been walking in. Bummy and grungy fucking men. I am stunting and flossing and saving my money. And I'm hella happy that's a bargain, bitch. I'ma take your grandpa style. I'ma take your grandpa style. No, for real. Ask your grandpa, can I have his hand me down? The Lord jumpsuit and some house slippers. Dookie Brown leather jacket that I found. Dig it. They had a broken keyboard. I bought a broken keyboard. I bought a ski blanket. Then I bought a kneeboard. Hello, hello, my ace man, my mellow. John Wayne ain't got nothing on my fringe game, hell no. I could take some pro wings, make them cool, sell those. The sneakerheads will be like, ah, uh, he got the Velcro. Whoa. I'm gonna pop some tags, only got $20 in my pocket. I'm, I'm, I'm hunting, looking for a come up. This is fucking awesome. Ow. I'm gonna pop some tags, only got $20 in my pocket. I'm, I'm, I'm hunting, looking for a come up. Awesome. What she know about rocking the wolf on your noggin? What she knowin' about wearing a fur fox skin? Whoa. I'm digging, I'm digging, I'm searching right through that luggage. One man's trash, that's another man's come up. Whoa. Thank your granddad for donating that plaid button up shirt. Cause right now I'm up in her stunt. I'm at the goodwill, you can find me in the I'm not, I'm not stuck on searching in the section. Your grandma, your auntie, your mama, your mammy. I'll take those flannel zebra jammies secondhand. I rock that motherfucker. The built-in onesie with the socks on that motherfucker. I hit the party and they stop in that motherfucker. They be like, oh, that Gucci, that's hella tight. I'm like, yo, that's $50 for a t-shirt. Limited edition, let's do some simple edition. $50 for a t-shirt, that's just some ignorant bitch. I call that getting swindled and pips. I call that getting tricked by business. That shirt's hella dope. And having the same one as six other people in this club is a hella don't eat gang. Come take a look through my telescope. Trying to get girls from a brand, man, you hella won't. Man, you hella won't. Big 
Welcome back to Mostly Sports, and uh, first and foremost, we want to thank our sponsor, Phantom Fly Vodka, unmasked quality. Thank you, Sammy Fasaro and crew. Um, we had you, I had your uh, vodka over at the Lobster, Santa Monica, on Friday night, and it was delicious. They made me a raspberry martini Ooh. with some Phantom Fly. Wow, raspberry martini for yeah. you, huh? Look at you. You just don't care. The rosé, the I raspberry martini, you just don't I'm care. Past, Good for you. past being judged. Something to be said about that. But, but, but there's bigger news. We have Austin <laughs> here. He's back. <laughs> I made it back somehow. Welcome back. Thanks for your first guest to come back twice. <laughs> That's an honor. That's a huge honor. I feel like um, maybe I could be inducted into your Hall of Fame. I think you might be. I don't even know if we're in there yet. I don't know if we have one. We should. You should. Why not? <laughs> Put the vodka in there. So what have you been up to? What's, what's been going on lately? Uh, I've been doing a lot of different stuff. I've um, been traveling around. I was in Vegas a few times, um, which usually is not a good idea, but I've been lucky lately with the, the betting. Okay. Uh, seems something's turned the corner for me. I don't know. I, Lady Luck's on my side, so I've been doing well with some of the sports betting. Oh, but I was going to say, what do you play? But it's sports uh, betting? Well, I play, I play some table games, but I've been doing a lot of NBA. Like NBA is my thing. So it's been going well. Um, obviously, that's probably not going to be very good for a career. I mean, I'm no, I'm no Jay the Wisdom who's not here, unfortunately. But I've been doing a lot of fitness stuff personally. Um, I'm about to launch AustinMadelson.com, which is going to be predominantly fitness. I'm certified CSCS, which is a certified strength and conditioning specialist. Obviously, I've used to wrestle for the WWE. I've done some other things in fitness. I have a background in gymnastics and rehab. So, like, I'm trying to get that out there right now. So, that's been my main focus okay. recently. Can Since I ask you one question yeah. about that? Sure, let's do it. So, I do some functional training myself. I'm not trying to promote myself, but I do have a question. Okay. So, <laughs> I've have, watched. I have an answer. Let's see. I, I, I've watched some of the the different lifts you've been doing on Facebook and, and Twitter and all that, and you know, some of it's really helpful. So, oh. thank you. Oh, okay, wow. But uh, my question Pressure. is actually related to sex. I want to know if there's a certain <laughs> exercise that would help you in bed. Absolutely. Okay. I would like to know. Yeah, what I didn't know you were going to go there with this, but for sure. <laughs> um, said we caught, we caught him a little off guard on that. <laughs> well, I, was, I, I could take this a couple different ways. The, I, I thought you were going to go supplements, but you're going to say exercises. So let's, let's focus on exercises. Okay. Um, obviously, my favorite exercise is the hip thrust. Okay. You got to do the hip thrust. It's uh, the barbell hip thrust. It's on one of my little videos, too, that I just put out. Um, I, I now, obviously, I'm not advertising it for, for that. That was on the last one you put out. I just watched it on Instagram. That I watched it like basic, four though. times. Let's face weird. it. I mean, what are you trying to do with your exercises in bed? Are you trying to just last longer period? Maybe you need to do some cardio. Um, or you, I could talk to you about some supplements off the air. Maybe we can do that. But obviously. You know. No, but like hip yeah. thrust, that's pretty basic. It's a basic one. I mean, that sounds like a normal sex so move. That's not a good but enough answer here's for what you. Happens. No, it's not a good <laughs> enough answer. Like some, give us a unique move, like a side plank or like something else. <laughs> where, are you getting, where are you getting mad I at our guests I know what right you're now. doing. <laughs> In, in these, in these, what kind of position? Yeah, what, send them down. Send them down a road. What, like, what are? What's the problem that you're having? Let's just say that you know people out there. Like, let's assume this is Esquire magazine for one second. Okay. And that, you know, people are trying to have sex with yeah. each other and yeah. they want to be good at it. Is there any? Is there any other moves aside from a hip thrust? Okay. Which well, sounds pretty basic. Well, here's the reason why I recommend the hip thrust. Yeah, that guess it could sound basic, but what it does is it teaches you how to use hip extension. Okay. Now, see, a lot of people don't know how to use full hip extension ever, so even when they're thrusting their hips, they're not reaching pure hip extension. Okay. Now, if you can actually learn to activate your glutes with the, the proper mechanics of a hip thrust, that's going to take you a lot of places because once the glutes are cooking, 
you can do a lot of different things. Now we can get into rotational things such as rotational deadlifts where you have a kettlebell at your side and you're going from side to side, which is going to get you into each hip. So now you can be on one leg. You can be off the side of the bed. Like you can be doing weird things now. Okay. As long as the glutes are activated, everything you're doing, you want to have that, that perfect core position because if you break at your core and you're not using your glutes, you know what happens? Your diaphragm is not activated. And if your diaphragm is not activated, then you're not going to be able to achieve optimal arousal. That's a thorough answer. Okay. Are you okay, are you okay with that answer? The first answer was not sufficient. That was more than sufficient. Thank Good. you Great. very much. Okay. Well, I'm glad I could satisfy you. <laughs> uh, there's no <laughs> easy way. Weird. Oh, sorry. <laughs> there's no easy way yeah. to uh, transition. <laughs> but we're going to talk a little NBA right now. Okay. What do you think? That's, that's uh, you and I share a common team, the New York Knicks, we who do. got a win tonight, 102.94 against Charlotte. Yes. They are already 20% of the way to their season over under total, which I was adamant that they weren't going to get to 31 wins. It's looking like they're going to get there. Yes. What do you is. think about this Knicks team right now? Because they still make me so mad. Well, here's the thing. Tonight, I watched the game. In the last six minutes of the fourth quarter, they did not score a bucket, and they still held on for the win. That makes sense. There you go. Fourth quarter execution. I think Derek Fisher still is doing kooky things with lineups that mm -hmm. I don't get down the stretch. However, look at what's going on. The, the guard was chatting MVP for Chris Stapps. Yeah, not for Carmelo. Not for Carmelo. Now, with, real quick, we're gonna, I want to get to that in a second. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the allure of Carmelo for the past couple years mm -hmm. has been, if we ever get to the playoffs, he's going to be that perfect guy when you need a bucket, yes. under two minutes left, draw the foul, whatever. First of all, we haven't been in that situation right. since when, when did he get here? Oh, nine, 10, whenever. Since Syracuse. Uh, like 2000, <laughs> was it 13 season they had that run? That was about it. That was about it. Yeah. Um, the fact that they can't score in the last couple of minutes of a game, this isn't the first time this has happened this season mm -hmm. either. No. Uh, what do you do about that? Do you say enough with you? You're going to Porzingis now? No, I think what it is is I think it's the offensive execution right now. I'm, I'm just watching what they do, and for some reason in the fourth quarter, and this has got to be on the coach, is that every time it they're down to six seconds on the shot clock before Melo touches the ball, right? and now it's just a mess. Um, but I don't know if he has the steps he used to have. Sometimes he looks great. Sometimes it looks like he's not hustling at all. Mm -hmm. So it's the common thing with Melo. You, do you trade him for three young prospects like the way you got him in the first place? Maybe right. it's time to do that. Um, all I know is that I'm, I'm digging the young guys, and it's fun to watch Chris Stapps, and they were chanting MVP for him tonight. That's great. It's That's amazing. Great. So, I would love them because I know when we sent our three young guys to Denver, mm -hmm. the Knicks did in the Carmelo trade. Yeah. The Knicks tanked it that year, and all of a sudden Denver's a playoff team. Saying, oh, gee, right. okay, this Gallinari kid can play. Yeah. A couple other guys looking okay. I, I think you should be the GM of the Knicks just for what you what, just what said right there. What picks did the Knicks have? I'll probably end up some kind of curse if I do that. <laughs> what, what, picks, what pick did the Knicks have to get Chris Stapps? That was four, right? It was a fourth pick. Fourth pick. So do you think like the Lakers would have preferred to have him based on what they've seen so far? No, Lakers went ahead and took D'Angelo. They took right? they took Russell, yeah. yeah. Well, That's what I'm saying. Do you think that looking back now, because oh, at yeah. the time it was definitely questioned. Oh, everyone hated it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it looks like, and then Phil Jackson goes and says, "Hey, he's got no no core strength. He's the next Sean Bradley." Yeah. Well, I think Phil Jackson was just trying to you know do a little mind trick on everybody because this guy is dominant on the boards. I mean, he had 29 and 11 tonight or something like that. I mean, yeah. come on. This guy is, you know, seven, eight, nine games into the, his career. Mm -hmm. So no one's done 30 and 10 since Ewing on the Knicks. Right. This guy's, right yeah. Porzingis, yeah. uh, youngest Nick ever with at least 25 and 10 in a game. There you go. So I'm, I'm happy with what I'm seeing from that. Yeah. How can you not we'll see how they blow it, though? <laughs> yeah, of course, because right. that's what that, that, how horrible is that as a Knicks fan that that's our We're mentality waiting. now? I know that's I mean, that used to be Clippers. That's what us Jets fans feel like. Like, oh, just wait for them to blow it. I feel like them going six and six right now, we're going to get a little false hope, and then reality's going to set in. I mean, they could be eight and four. They messed up two games already, so you know what? Yeah. I'm happy with it. 
Yeah. So, so guys, I'd love to keep talking about the Knicks. We could do that all day. Just kidding. Wouldn't love that. Thrust in this is how we feel when you go on your Seattle rants. <laughs> is it? Oh. Well, at least, at least, at least <laughs> Seattle's relevant. You know, at least Seattle's done something in the last couple of years versus the Knicks, not so much. Okay, where are we going with this now? Yeah, so, this I'm is, curious. This, this, is, this, is, this is a fantasy question. So daily okay. fantasy. All right. You yeah. know, I, I haven't played yet. I still want to get in this Hederman league. So we, will we let it? Was he? We, I don't know if we could. Let I him mean, there. there there's a strict requirement yeah. to be in the Hederman. Okay. I mean, you're not, you're not ready, young buck. Yeah, but well, you, I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm ready. So <laughs> I, I, what I'm what I'm asking for is the Hederman. By the way, I'm sorry d- to cut you off. We have about 20 guys. You know, don't be sorry. Just don't do it. The Hederman's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> but I want to give people a little background to okay, the Hederman. Yeah. We have about 20 guys on DraftKings. Uh, some of us know each other. We all kind of know each other through Jay. Yes. Uh, 20 guys. Most of the time, it's winner take all. Sometimes we pay out the first two positions. Just 20 of us. Uh, two dollar entry fee. That's pretty much it. We have a blast. Talk shit. Everything. It's great. It's a little mini fantasy uh, league every day. Yeah. Except By the, the All Star game, I so. want in. So my question is: fantasy football or daily fantasy DraftKings yeah. starter starter toolkit. So like, if you were, if I was to start, say tomorrow night or Thursday night. Yeah. What are what are some basic things, either research wise, that I should do in preparation for that? You know, I try to watch NBA games. I go to NBA.com every morning. I watch the highlights. But like, I'm sure there's like sleeper guys I know have yep. no idea about, and some guys that are like a, a Westbrook where I just need to have them in my lineup. So what's the starter kit? Um, well, for me, you got to be on their Twitters. You got to get all the beat writers. You got to get the players, the teams. Just load up on Twitter. So then when you type things in. You can see, okay, this last minute, this is going to be the starting lineup. Um, I use DailyRoto.com, too, for yeah. like starting lineups, and they give their daily synopsis of who's going to be the hot NBA pick, okay. uh, who's going to be the sleeper, who you shouldn't take, who's you know maybe going to be out. And then I get email updates even. Last minute, hey, this guy's sitting, put this guy in. You need to know that. Otherwise, if you're especially if you're going to play high volume on it, if you just go in blind, you can get lucky. But if you don't do your research, it's not going to pay off. If you do do your research, it could be quite lucrative, and you can start seeing yourself return some wins. Mm-hmm. And then there's strategy on who you pick as players. But it's if you watch sports, if you follow sports, it's um, especially if you follow NBA right now, it's so much fun because you can do it every day. and It never stops. Like I, I can lose tonight and just get right back on, and I can put $3 down. That's done. it. And I, I could so win. So who, who are some guys think that you like? To, to, w- sorry, to add to yeah. what he said, okay. the issue with that is – Getting right into it is very difficult to weed through all of that information. Yeah. Right. I agree with the Twitter feed. I, I bounce around on a bunch of different sites. A lot of it is BS information. Yeah. Tonight okay. somebody was saying you have to play Thabo Cephalosha tonight because this person's out and he's going to get his point. Thabo Cephalosha is terrible. He should never be in your lineup <laughs> anytime. And I know enough about basketball for that. But if you go to Roto-Wire and you're reading mm-hmm. somebody and you say, okay, I guess i got to do this then because this guy – said that mm-hmm. there's a lot of bs information out there yeah um and it just takes a little bit of a feel uh, and yeah that too stuff like that okay if westbrook is playing and in our league and i say you know what he's the only top dog playing 75 percent of the guys got to be picking westbrook tonight maybe you go the other way yeah. you say you know what i'm gonna go the opposite way and i'm gonna take a damian lillard or a ty lawson because if westbrook it hasn't happened yet but if he happens to have a bad game then you're ahead of the pack. You're way ahead of the pack. And that's an interesting point because when you look at if you're gonna if you want to sign up on DraftKings, you look at all the potential tournaments to play in. You pay you, if you take tournaments that have a smaller amount of entries. Maybe there's a thousand entries compared to one of the tournaments that has fifty thousand entries. That's when all the strategy really starts making a difference. If you play a fifty-fifty rather than a tournament, I mean, you're gonna look at Westbrook being in a smaller thing. If Westbrook's owned, like you said, seventy-five percent. 
yeah, okay, I might, I might want to jump on that. But if it's a mm -hmm. huge tournament and I don't take him and now he does bad, now I'm ahead of everyone in everyone. the tournament. Yeah. So it's like different strategies depending on – you can put a bunch of stars and a bunch of duds to make your, your cap, or you can do a bunch of mid-level guys, or you just go on feel. But my, my, my one analogy with this yeah. is like roulette. You know, like if roulette, if you all play the same number and it, it hits, you all win. But yeah. in fantasy, if you're getting – if everyone's getting the same advice, mm -hmm. then you're just – it's just – you know, it's 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 increasing the chances that everyone is playing that number, and it dilutes your ability to win. So, how, how do you? I mean, how do you get information or exclusive information that actually other people don't have? And it's not that you're going to get exclusive information other people don't have. Is that a lot of people aren't going to be on that last minute? Hey, five minutes before the game in warmups, Rudy Gobert is not going to play. Boom. Okay, now I'm playing Derek Favors in all my, all my lineups, something like that. But you know what? Derek Favors still might not score. So what it ends up coming down to is. You got to put, you got to roster eight guys on your team. Not everyone's going to have the same kind of, you know, sleeper players who are cheap that could go off that night. It's like everyone's going to have a little different variance. Even if everyone took, takes Westbrook, that's still seven other guys. They're not all going to take the same guys because there, it comes to a point where there's five guys that are about the same amount of money that could do the same thing, and you got to guess who's going to be the hot one. Mm -hmm. That's where your gut goes. That's where it's about how much you're watching, how you well you know the teams, the matchups, mm -hmm. and your guys. I've right. missed on Porzingis every time I've taken him. Tonight yeah. I didn't take him. I, I took a hell him of a tonight, night. and I thought because he had that shot against Charlotte last time they played that didn't count. Mm -hmm. This is his revenge game. Yeah, and it worked out. That was a that was a tough call. I know they had to make it. I mean, he's a tall dude. He has big hands. But here's but the like thing it about just, that: they just missed it. Well, here's the thing though, and this is a, a question I have about the NBA. I want to just get out there real quick. The shot before that that put the Hornets up in that game when Porzingis made the three and didn't count. The ball went through the net, and there was clearly .9 on the clock, but it mm -hmm. ran to .6. They never checked it and right. brought it back up to .9, which would have allowed that shot to count. Why don't they check that? They, they check everything they else. They check everything else but yeah. that. It's like a random thing that doesn't get checked. Yeah. It's it's, it's it's like, you know, they when what's-his-name went out in the Texas game, they said they can't review this, but they can review that. And you said, but that's not the issue. This is the issue. Right. The, the, well, those rules drive me crazy. With, with yeah. NBA, that's, that's one of maybe five things. With the mm -hmm. NFL, there's 47 things. Oh, God. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, like, I, I get what you're saying, but you're also talking about, you know, they're messing up 20 seconds on a clock in an NFL game, and you're talking about point three. But in, in, in well, the NBA, that's, that's big. Bad. That's the difference between, you know, dribble and shoot versus catch and shoot. It costs them the game. Big no, deal. No, totally. I, I agree. Do you have uh, any of your must plays where if they're if Steph Curry's playing every, you know, you got to take him every night? Do you no. have any guys like that? Um I know Not, you might give away a secret here. No, no, I'll, I'll talk about it all. In fact, because um, I'm gonna about to sign up with uh, the DraftKings to do my own promo under. You'll be able to sign up under Austin BB17 for Big Brother 17 as a promo That's code. That's huge. Yeah, it'll be on um, allinpromos.com. Actually, okay. allinpromos.com/backslash/Austin. And that's coming in within the week, and I'm gonna do daily picks, so I'm gonna give it away. Mm -hmm. My big thing is, is like you got to look at guys that you have a feel for that have been hot. I don't have any guys that I have. I feel like I'm George Carl. I could train any of my players right now, <laughs> you know. So I don't feel like there's any one guy. Maybe Demarcus Cousins. If he's playing, I always want him in my lineup. Yeah. Because you know? right now, what he's doing is just incredible. Other than Cousins, though, like I love Draymond Green right now, but right now love him. But he's been, but he's kind of sick tonight. Do you take him? You know, it's what like, about like a Rondo who had like three triple doubles in oh, four games yes. that's another guy i keep an eye on keep an eye on him it's i had Paulson rondo tonight, tomorrow you know friday night i had rondo and i thought i was set i was creeping up into second i think you were right there yeah, yeah. uh and then all of a sudden jimmy jackson comes in the game or jimmy uh god jimmy i was listening to an jimmy interview jackson. today with jimmy, jimmy jackson. jackson uh comes in the game drains three threes and i'm all of a sudden down to fifth and then boogie cousins 
gets going a little bit, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden I'm down to eighth place when I was in second just like that. By the time I sent out the tweet, I went from, like, second to seventh. That's how it works. That's the NBA, That's especially at the end of a game yeah. when, you got, when you're talking about guys like Cousins. Yeah. He's a beast. And I think, though, when, you want, when you're looking at guys that are really under – got to look for the guys that are valued. Maybe they're, they cost 5000 6000 to draft, but they're actually performing a lot better than that. Yeah. Right now they haven't been ro- raised on DraftKings. Mm-hmm. They have not – that price hasn't gone up. Those are the guys you got to jump on. And tonight I jumped on, like, Michael Carter-Williams, and he was terrible. I, I jumped on him, too. But, like, that's one of those guys that should have done a lot better than what he was worth. Right. So it's like you got to – there's some luck involved. See that, Morgan? That's the bad information. We both – somehow we probably got there two separate yeah. ways. But we decided, you know what, there's Steph Curry here, there's Lillard playing tonight, we're going to go Michael Carter was, and it did not work out. Yeah. And it was an early game, and we were out relatively early. That's That's got to suck. You're playing an early game, and you're already feeling like, I mean, it's kind of like when you play a Thursday game in the NFL, and your guy does terrible, scores zero points, mm-hmm. and you're, you're, quarterback like you're, and you're under the gun. Yeah. That's why our headerman rule usually is you always want to have a guy in a late game. Of course. That's a star, or yeah. something of that, that caliber. Fills up your night. So you have something to look forward to. Because <laughs> it's right, tough right. in daily it's like fantasy. Like the Hawaii game, you know, late night. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. the Hawaii game. It's tough in daily fantasy when you're in the in the money and you got that little green next to you. Yeah. But you don't have somebody in that late game, and everyone's just go. creeping up, and yeah. you're creeping down. That's tough to watch. What, you know, what else? To uh, I know we I know we're doing NBA. Yeah. Um, Peter Dante is parking and going to be on here in about ten minutes from uh, one of our you know favorite movies, The Waterboy, and a bunch of other stuff. But uh, um, if you if there's any topics you want to cover yeah. in the next 10 minutes, whether we take some phone calls, anything else that you want to kind of promote that you're doing that's coming up. Yeah, give us a call. Sorry, we got to do the phone number. Uh, 323-843-2826. That is 323-843-2826 to talk to Austin Madison. Any questions? Yes. Nothing's off limits right now, right? Is, oh, it's is that all a disclaimer? Out. We can put it all out. There. Call us about anything. Uh, We've yeah, talked anything. about and sex, you, NBA, everything. What do you got coming up, though? Project well, wise. project wise, uh, number one, since we're right here, DraftKings, um, All In Magazine. I'm going to be allinpromos.com backslash Austin, and you can sign up for uh, using my promo code AustinBB17 um, to get on DraftKings and play a tournament weekly against me. And there's a whole deal that if you win something out of that, you end up going to Vegas to party with people from Big Brother, and it's like a whole cool thing. So you're going to want to look at that. That's really cool. we got a caller coming right? in. really cool. That floats your boat. Hello, this, it is Bam. I wanted to talk. <laughs> we got Bam. What's Bam, up, we Bam? Got another, oh, it's Bam. Wait, this is my <laughs> another Hederman participant. What's up, We almost Bam? made a coup of the Hederman. What's up, man? I gotta, I'm about to shake you guys up with this one. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, Y'all ready? We're ready. Bam, ready. on you. Well, first off, talk about how I kicked off the week with the W last night. <laughs> okay. Congrats on a nice win. I got three Hedermans this year. Let's let's relax. <laughs> I got two. I, oh, you're I creeping have up. Two Hedermans right now under my belt. I got none. Secondly, <laughs> secondly, Morgan, do you have bangs? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is this? You, we critiquing my hair? It's the Julius Caesar. Forehead mode's going on, man. No, man. I just have some new yeah. weird. Gel stuff I got. I Maybe no that's idea. why you're having sex problems. You gotta ask. The you know, bangs. I didn't say I had sex problems. <laughs> I'm trying to optimize. <laughs> He's to optimize. I'll perform the rest of the tournaments. What are you? What are you coming up my hair uh, no. for, man? I paddleboarded with you. Remember that? Hey, oh, yeah, we did. We did have an intimate moment on the paddleboards. I apologize, bro. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
Okay. Hey, man, you guys look good, man. I just wanted to call in and mess mess with you guys and mess with Austin on my W last night. <laughs> you know, it felt tonight, good. Right? You, you, know, you know, man, we waiting on Mike to get his first W, you know? I'm getting close. I'm creeping up. One of these who, was your, who was your player, man? Finished third one time. Who was your player that brought what? it home for you? Uh, man, well, we all know Westbrook, but it was Chalmers, man. Chalmers was my X Factor last night. Okay. Yeah, you were, you were missing one key player, though, that could have given you 72 points and given you... Oh, <laughs> man, you know who it was, Eric Bledsoe, man. I, I sat in limbo debating if I was going to go with Bledsoe or Knight. And the past four wow. games, Knight, Knight hasn't been looking you know, up to par. So I said, you know something, I'm going to go with Bled because Bled play, plays both ends of the court. And, man, he sucked like butt. Uh, that <laughs> night, and uh, if I had got those forty points, yeah, yeah. I would have been, I would have been ten k reach richer. You wouldn't even be calling in right now; you'd be traveling the world. Those Phoenix guys are tough between Bledsoe and Nut. I have a tough time with them. Right? I, I, I guess. Yeah, wrong. it's, That's what it, I'm to it's say. real tough with them, man. It's a coin toss sometimes. Well, uh, well, yeah, Bam, man. thank you for the call, man. We appreciate it. I appreciate the man. Help, well, the you know, I love you guys, man, and and, and I'm a fan. Big up, mostly sports. <laughs> there oh, it is, keep, man. You keep that little clip right there. That was great. That, that was is, good. Bam, man. you're welcome anytime, too. You and uh, Austin are going to be fighting for our most frequented guest. Oh, wow. Yeah, I appreciate it. Austin, you look good out there, brother. You look good, hey, man. man. I like the black V-neck and everything, brother. Hey, <laughs> one day, you're on fire. One day we're going to be running that header, man. Hey, we are. We are, man. Hey, uh, blessing speaking with you guys, man. You guys have a good night, man. I hope the show wraps up even more awesome. Awesome. Right. Thanks, Thank man. you, bud. Thanks for calling. You got it, bro. Uh, one question I want to ask you, Austin. Is Houston oh, going to make the playoffs? You know what? I know it's early. It's er it's really early. There's a lot of teams that are all like USA Today ranked them, what, 20th or something? Yeah. Um, I don't, they're a mess. It's, it's just really weird. Well, Dwight Howard, you know, he plays sporadically playing, which is not, you know, a good way to ever have your star center, you know, working for your team. And then, you know, Harden's not putting up the numbers I feel like that he should be. Right. Ty Lawson's doing nothing. Um, I, I didn't like them last year in the play. What the? What was what that? Anchor. Are you a Houston fan? No, I'm not. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh my God. I'm from Seattle, man. We don't have a team. That's Oh, you see, yeah, that's right. Maybe the Houston uh, Rockets could, you know, be uh, brought up to Seattle for you because Houston's going to want to kick them out soon. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't believe they beat the Clippers last year still. It still bothers me because we missed out on a great Clipper Golden State uh, Conference final potential. Yeah. And that's true. It's just that they were a selfish team last year, I felt like. They didn't, I didn't never like their cohesion, and I feel like they just got worse this year. And I don't know if they, they're missing something, if they need a retool. Um, but it is early, so let, let's see what happens. This is the the West is going to be interesting, uh, yeah. Because the Kings are creeping up now. We got another call, so I don't know if they have a spot. I Hello, caller. Where are you from, and what are you calling about? Hi. Yes, I'm calling from California. Okay. Right. What's your name? We're in California. Pat. Pat, you have a question for Austin? Yes, I wanted to know. Um, if he, what game he's going to when he goes to Miami? Oh, I, she's on top of my Twitter. Yes, I, <laughs> I am going. I'm going to Miami next uh, Tuesday, uh, so we okay. Today, and I'm going to be going to the uh, Celtics Heat game. Actually, oh nice. Uh, I actually, cool. yeah, I miss. I, if I was going Monday, we would have gone to the Knicks game because they're playing. Uh, but then I won't be able to root for the Heat, and yeah. my girlfriend wants me to root for the Heat with her. So you know, it's better that I'm going to see the Celtics because I, you know, Knicks fan. So of obviously. course. Yeah, be happy to root against All in the, for the uh, Heat. Yeah, exactly. I'll Austin's a huge Knicks fan. 
<laughs> yes, as, as, as expected. That's what we're talking about right now. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Nice. Yeah, right. I wanted. To, I just wanted him to, you know, uh, ask him about the game and, you know, being excited about it for him. He's going with Liz. I am going with Liz. Nice. Yes. Good, good. Nice. Well, Pat, thank you very much for calling in. Thank you. Okay. All right. Have a good Thanks, one. Thanks, guys. All right. Love you. the show. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. That's awesome. Wow, right? Nice. Fans. You have a lot of fans. A lot of followers on Twitter, few, man. I got a few of them. Waiting for you at the Heat game. They're, they're Look ready. At you. I know. Jeez. We're going to parlay Things Austin are good. into uh, Peter Dante, who I believe mostly intern is Peter Dante sitting in the green room right now. Very nice. Okay. Awesome. Uh, dude, thank you for coming on. Hey, we got to get fun. more in-depth. I mean, we could talk gambling and DraftKings all day, I feel like. All year. So anytime <laughs> you want to come on. We probably will. What else do we talk about? Pretty much. That's it, yeah. Well, I tried to talk that's about some other show. stuff, which uh, we yeah. probably won't mention, but it's on tape. So <laughs> like You we got will. mad at Actually, our guest it's been mentioned. 30 what? seconds after I he got here. I gave you some good tips. I wasn't mad. <laughs> you, weren't, you weren't accepting his answer. Breathing I, exercises, diaphragm. Keep the diaphragm active. It really, it'll, it'll make a big difference. Nice. Appreciate it. All right, uh, real quick. Talk about DraftKings again, the promotion yeah. uh, with All In Magazine, everything yeah. real quick. Go to allinpromos.com backslash Austin, and uh, it's backslash or forward slash? We'll try them both. We'll try See what works. Yeah. <laughs> I can never figure out which. Mr. Technology. I think it's backslash. It's backslash. It's backslash I think yeah. so. What what decides the slash? Is it when it starts from the top? Or the okay, whatever. Like how no, do you, how are you, you should, this should be you deciding the slash. I know. No, it's an obtuse yeah. angle. Okay, it's yeah. uh, very obtuse. Anyway, so yeah, so yeah. you go there, and then you can you know sign up through my page to... Enter DraftKings tournaments, take on me, end up maybe hanging out with the Big Brother cast in Vegas. So that's um, a big tournament prize. Pretty so cool check deal. out all the information's on there. And I'm going to be updating my YouTube channel daily with picks during the season once this gets going in the next couple of days. So you're going to be able to check that out. Also, all my fitness stuff is up there on the YouTube. You can find me on Twitter at Judas Draven, D-R-A-V-E-N, and the same on Instagram. And um, maybe some wrestling projects coming up, too, soon. So we'll see about that. But I'll keep you guys updated, too. We're nice. always talking. All right. My man's All got right. a lot happening. All right. I Get hope. him on every social media outlet you can. Every one of them. And uh, he's going to be back periodically, more than periodically, talking about gambling and DraftKings and NBA. Yep. Anything else we want to talk about. And Anything. sex with Morgan. And sex with Morgan. That's going to be a spin I, I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's, let's move uh, on. We got uh, Peter here. Gonna you don't on. get one. We're going to break for two <laughs> minutes. We'll be right back with uh, Peter Dante on Mostly Sports. All Thanks, right. Austin. No problem.
back to Mostly Sports, and we have good friend and celebrity. Call you celebrity? Uh, Peter Dante? That's a tough word. <laughs> that's a tough word. <laughs> I'm glad you started there. Uh, <laughs> Nowhere to go but down here. Yeah, weird. I don't know. It, it, maybe Charlie Sheen's turned into a celebrity by now. I've heard of him. Oh, I think he's, he's, yeah. getting, he's getting there. How weird was that today? Jeez. I think a lot of people are quite nervous. Yeah. Four years he's been going? Four, Four years. years. He's been hiding this, huh? Is that right? Yeah. But yeah. We got, we, yeah. Four years. Dante, tell Jeez. us a little bit about you, though. <laughs> like, like, like people don't know. Uh, I want to hear about where you grew up. Hartford. Hartford, Connecticut, where I, where I was born, is not a uh, wonderful place. But West Hartford, where I went to high school, and was reared mostly <laughs> as a great town. Reared? Did I say reared? Yeah. I didn't mean that. Um, where I was raised, I guess. Where you were raised. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. You know, regular New England, kind of East Coast upbringing. Um, one of six children, if that's normal Mm-mm. to anyone. Okay, it's not normal. You're right. Tough neighborhood, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we were very um, fortunate to move from where we were where we grew up from um in the inner city and to west Hartford because Hartford was a very difficult uh place to like be a kid who you're not you know you're one of the kids who is scared of uh scared of a lot of other things that would might happen to you like I had friends who moved back into the inner city from West Hartford and that was the worst move you could make you know like move from there, it, it was. It's a small area, anyways. Four blocks away from downtown Hartford is the almost the center of West Hartford, basically. So okay. it's a small area, but um, you know, I think uh, we had no. I had a fortunate upbringing by um, moving into West Hartford as as a child, and uh, and but I hung out in the city a lot, you know. And it, it is a, it's not a it's not a fun city. I had a friend get stabbed seventeen times one night when we were crossing the street in one night. My friend Smitty in one no at one red light. He would always talk crap to people when he was sauce. This guy mm-hmm. and uh, he got stabbed by a bunch of. Uh, did he make it? Guy. Yeah, he did seventeen times. Yep. How do you miss seventeen organs seventeen times? No, he had it through his liver. And, I mean, all that stuff through and. He's is it Paul fun. Pierce? Is this Paul Pierce that yeah, we're talking about? Exactly. No, Mark's. No, nah, I can't say his name. I shouldn't. <laughs> but yeah, a, a buddy of mine. Wow. Yeah. Seventeen so times. You got out unscathed. I uh, yeah, got out unscathed. Yep. So the, what's the backstory? You went to Hofstra. You played yep, lacrosse. Played lacrosse there. Yep. Tell us about that. For, well, the, before I went to Hofstra, I had to do a postgraduate year because my boards and my grades were not good enough to get into the schools that I wanted to. Where'd you do it? Uh, Fork Union Military Academy in Virginia. That, really? Sent you down that, to Virginia? Yeah, that was an interesting move. More for football then, you know? That move was more to play football down there. Okay. And, uh, dude, that place. Woo! A little bit That's of change, not, huh? Yeah, and it's not really the Deep South, but it appears to be. So it's just, <laughs> to I mean, it's kid, south right? of the Mason-Dixon. So someone from, yeah, from where you're from or where yeah. you're from, where I'm from, it's like, what? what? Like yeah. the shit that they'd say to you, yeah, you're like... Pretty bad. How old were you then? Like 18, 19? It was your senior year of high school. Yeah. And instead of going to, you know, fr- like JUCO. Okay. You know what I mean? Instead, I ended up at junior college. I, w- I ended up there. Were you playing lacrosse in high school? Yeah. I played by lacrosse and football. Captain of lacrosse and football in 87 when I graduated from Conard High School. 
and then PG for Community Military Academy. Did you play down there? Mm-hmm. You did. Yeah, Mike played, played lacrosse. And Lax was terrible down at Fork Union, but the football team was great. They were very good. Okay. Yeah. Because we went, I mean, I played at Catholic U in D.C., and every once in a while we go down and play at VMI. Dude, VMI was And that's was no cool. joke either. Oh, yeah. They had an you indoor know. track at that place, remember? I, I liked VMI as far as a facility. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to go there. Right. I got recruited by VMI and the Citadel, and I remember the- Really? The con- yeah, the commandant of our, school, of our school at Fork Union, his name was Colonel Pulliam. <laughs> Ray Pulliam. It reminds me of a friend of mine's name. But anyways, yeah, uh, this dude was crazy. He's like, Peter, I think you should go to the Citadel. And I'm like, pardon me? I go, um, uh, no, I'm from <laughs> Connecticut. He goes, no, you should go to the Citadel. You can play football there. And then I'm on. Eh, no, we're good, buddy. He's like, I think you could use the discipline. I'm like, no. He was right about that part. So I don't care about. The answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it because yeah. some of the people watching may. So it's a great you, way to start a question, you know, right? <laughs> I'm just it's my caveat. But uh, I know you went to Hofstra. What was your connection to like Sandler? Obviously, you've done 20, 30 movies with yeah, him. A bunch, yeah. No, well, that's funny. If anyone is in the San Diego area tomorrow and there's any tickets left, I think uh, Adam Sandler, David Spade, Rob Schneider, and Nick Swartzen are testing their new comedy tour. Oh, nice. Do. And uh, on stage at the at a club? San Diego Civic Center, so so like three thousand people probably or something. So if there's any tickets left and you are down there, you should go. I bet it's going to be f- hilarious. You yeah, in San Diego yeah. test run first one. Yeah, can I interject something real quick? This is my ADD. Go ahead. Sorry, sure. never medicated for it. Um, my I was saying to my sons at dinner, you know, what am I allowed to drop on? A show like this, as far as curse words and like whatever you want, whatever you fucking want. Yeah. Oh, thank you. See, that's what I said to my. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I clarified with my fourteen-year-old. I said, knowing my friend Morgan, I can fucking say fuck all I want. He goes, Dad, I don't think so. I think they can get like fined. I'm like, no, fuck, they can't get fucked. <laughs> yeah, even if we do, you're not getting fined. Yeah. So you're okay. Right. Yeah, you can say whatever you want. You know, you know. Anything to promote? I mean, you're so you're not on this comedy tour, but you're no, dude. I was just gonna say, yeah, you should. Uh, but Sandler, okay, re- where I really met Adam Sandler was at Gary Shandling's house playing basketball. No dude, way, dude. Back in the day, I swear. And I saw Neil in the other night at my nephew's. Uh, thanks for coming, Neil, to uh, my, at my nephew's charity event on on uh, Sunday night. Um, and he, Kevin Neal and David Duchovny, Ben Stiller, Bob Odenkirk, Sarah Silverman. Oh God! I don't want to leave anyone. That's else. a nice crew right there. No, hilarious people playing yeah. half court at Gary Shandling's house. That's really funny, dude. That's awesome. Farley? Ridiculous shit. For, yeah, Farley at the beginning, I'm sure, a few times. Uh, just everyone. You have no idea who you know. And that's where I met Sandler because I was a PA on the Larry Sanders show. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. It was a good. That was a great job. You're like following around with the boom. No, uh, no. My first gig was to help them chalk the set, like you know, literally put the chalk marks down before they build that shit. And mm-hmm. the grips let me help them, and they don't normally let you help. They're like, "We're union normally," but they're like, "No, dude, you can help." So I helped. I I learned so much on that show. Plus, the characters like Rip Torn, Jeffrey Tambor, Janine Garofalo at the beginning, Wallace Langham. All these people were so incredible. Jeremy Piven was on it at the at the beginning, before he left to do that. Uh, uh, something PCU movie or whatever, um, but the writers on that show, dude, Steve Levitan, Paul Sims, wow, uh, John Regie, 
are all these like, names are saying are all I mean they're all huge names. Yeah. This is they were like at Wednesday night rewrites those Harvard kids and all those guys where Gary Shanley had like a crew. He had the best writers. So that, and that show was really funny. That was great. So was that like one of Fox's first shows? Uh, HBO. HBO. Yep. A lot of fucks on that show. Yeah, yeah. Great, great show. Um and like I, you got in here as Steve, delivery man. Yeah, yeah I got to play things. the water delivery guy. <laughs> Peter, Peter, would you like to be the production coordinator or like the water <laughs> delivery guy and just, you know, try to I'll come see your band play. Shanling is the most loyal guy in the world, dude. If I'm playing at uh what's it called on Melrose? It's still there. Frankie's on Melrose, an acoustic show. Gary Shanling would show up with Gene Triplehorn and Jennifer Aniston in hand, you know, just that's Shandling's crew right there. Triple Horn and Aniston. Back in the day, back in the day. Wow, wow, yeah, dude, yeah, just funny. What went like in that basketball game? Like what goes on? Dude, who's fun stuff? Who's taking that down? Who's talking shit? What's that, the what's the deal? That's a great game right well, there. Put it this way: a lot of guys like the company. I think might have played at Princeton for a stint. You know, this guy's a great athlete. Mm-hmm. He's a big guy. Um, it it it's very serious because you sit for a while if you don't win back when yeah. we had a lot of people over there yeah and um which doesn't it, sound like the worst thing watching no, these fun. games no it's like so that's, much fun. well yeah. dude the shit shit talked amongst those humans versus others in a pickup basketball game the intelligence level plus just the fucking flat out falling that you stop playing and laugh your ass off instead <laughs> of play you know right yeah shit yeah it was a lot of fun and then we would hang out and order pizza and you know, get yeah, hang. You know, so you basically just kind of slowly integrated to, with this. Yeah, I met him. I played one on one with him after right that first day I met him. Really? Who mm-hmm. won? I did. He could probably. I don't know. He plays a lot, man. He could probably take me right now. I've not been playing enough. But he, uh, Sam, was like, "What up, hey, dude?" I was like, "Yo, me." Uh, I I remember. I was like, "Me and my lacrosse teammates at, at, during spring break. You can't go away when you're a spring athlete. So you got to. Yeah. This guy knows." So you just sit in and you have two a days and then you, you know, play video games <laughs> and watch reruns on VHS tape. Mm-hmm. That's how old I am, you know? Yeah, we So I'll be like, yeah, we, yeah we, we, have, we would watch you guys, <laughs> you know, SNL reruns in our, you know, in our little fucking room there. Sandler's like, where are you from? You sound familiar. I'm like, Connecticut. He goes, I'm from New Hampshire. I was like, whoa. I was like, you shovel more snow than me. He goes, <laughs> we should play one-on-one after this. I was like, yeah. No, dude, he's a, I remember, I have a weird memory, and I remember the night of the uh, Happy Gilmore premiere, and we did a shot of Kamikaze, and homie was like, hey, I'm going to build an amusement park, you know, a, a roller coaster ride in this town right now, and I want you to jump in the front seat, and I was like, I'm down. That's nice. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's uh, <laughs> Hitch my wagon to your yeah, star, right. buddy. By the way, I know, um, I know you hung out with Farley a lot. What's the funniest Farley? That guy, that guy, dude, Farley was the the type of person who would, he lit up every room he was in. He was the funniest dude in every fucking room ever. Always, always. My funniest moment with Farley is on Malibu Beach. Um, I'm skimboarding in front of Mark Gervitz's house and Spade and Farley come out. And Spade grew up. Wait, skimboarding. I've done that. Yeah, it's not easy. It's fuck. You can eat shit if you don't know how to do yeah, it. It's fun to teach people how to skimboard. All you guys who do know how to skimboard out there are laughing right now. Yes, it is fun. <laughs> as long as they don't really get hurt, right? Broken ankles. <laughs> yeah, I've right. Seen a few the of those. Shit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Spade and Farley come out, and Spade grew up in Arizona and skating. You know, so he literally can skate. He's good. You know, good skateboarder. Mm-hmm. And Farley grew up in Wisconsin, um, having snowball fights. 
and tackling snowmen. So <laughs> um, there, there's a great deference there. And so Spade could jump on the skimboard and like go down into the water and brrr, like do it. Mm-hmm. Farley was like, yo, Dave, let me try. And I'm like, Farley's like, I don't know, dude. You know, this is not a good idea. And he fucking ate shit, dude. His body, like, you know, when you get ro- like, like rash from turf burn, skateboarders, what do we get? You know, what road rash, whatever you want to call Slow, it. Sliding in a second. Little oh, my Lord. Raspberries yeah. Holy there. shit. He, Farley's whole side was all like ready, and he tried it a few times, and just kept eating shit, eating shit. Cause he was so pissed that, you know, David. Which had it. to be hilarious. It was very yeah. funny. <laughs> I, mean, I can't even he imagine was mad. what that looked like. He was mad. I time. went swimming with him after just to be like, yo, it didn't doesn't matter if he could skimboard and you can. He's like, yeah, why can't I do that? I'm like, most people can't. Was this That's was this when it. Farley was already a pretty big name, or was this like early on? I think that. They were, you know, after SNL, they were already all pretty big, yeah. I think, you know. And so that was all, you know, right after post-SNL. What's, um, the, what's the... Uh, Tommy Boy, right Yeah, because he was supposed to be, yeah, he was supposed to be in the Waterboy for us, you know, with us. He was supposed to be Captain Insano that the big show played. Why, why did he really? Hmm? That's, really? A, that's yeah. a good fact. That's a fact you're not going to find on IMDb, I don't think. That's a, that no. would have been... No, that would have been great. Insano was good. I mean, he was, you know, he was yeah, good no, at that. Farley that would have been hilarious. Farley would have fucking would have taken him. it up a notch. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the part would have been bigger for sure. <laughs> wow. The uh, using your own name. So I can allow these I movies. I don't. That's not my fucking choice. Sandler. Sandler. <laughs> Dante is Dante. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's easy for Adam. Well, Adam and Tim Hurley have been writing together so long since Tim was the head writer on SNL and literally still from do-over that's coming out on netflix you know in a minute to i'm sure the next one and the next one um so for them it's easier when they're writing for you why not write down peter or just write down dante for the for that character mm-hmm. it's gonna be i think that's, while they're thinking that's about probably you. why yeah that's probably why that happened in little nicky first when it was like peter and john i think they were called and when we were the two heavy metal guys that follow them around everywhere yeah we, cre- we creep out on the dudes yeah <laughs> To fuck, and then it just stuck, and then after a while, it just became Dante. Yeah, by Grandma's boy with the monkey. Yes, and then mm-hmm. Officer Peter Dante, grown ups too. So. Grown ups too. So I got a question about you just brought up Grandma's boy. Mm. You were talking about Swartzen earlier promoting his his uh, his show. Yeah. Uh, I've heard this many times in his comedy act when he talks about Grandma's boy. Uh, I don't I don't know if I want to say this is becoming legendary. Do you know what I'm talking about yet? Yeah, no? I know where you're going. You know where I'm sure. going with this? Well, uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, do you want me to interject a story? Please what, do, yeah. Okay, of course. Could put, when I was living in Malibu with my elder, elder son, Jake, like two years ago, I got familiar with the kids that worked at the gas station I would go to, and third or fourth time there, one of the kids, Oscar, says, Dante, yo, man, so how much weed were you really fucking smoking in that movie, bro? <laughs> He's like, Sandler says it on his stand-up, bro. He's like, I believe him. I'm like, no, man, he says it to be funny. I was like... Eight months sober on that movie. I was so fucking scared to be naked. You know, you were I, naked uh, a lot in yeah, that movie. Dude, yeah. I had to get a, I had to get a tanning package. Dude, <laughs> uh, not really my you style. Really yeah, dude, you're bro. from Connecticut, you're <laughs> Northern Connecticut. Yeah, you right. should be used to that. Oh, dude, it was crazy. Yeah, so um, that is a weird thing that Nick Swartzen. You can finish the story, Mike. You've seen it and heard it. Whatever. Oh no, so I mean, th- that's so disappointing to hear that. I mean, I mean, good for you. That's great. Congratulations. Swartzen does, that's he fantastic. does a convincing job of saying I smoked Very real convincing. weed in every scene. Well, dude, Covert and I had to do like eight scenes of smoking weed in one day i think and okay. although it's, it's the fake ropiest dirtiest 
shittiest thing you could ever smoke. It's still not real weed, so it doesn't make you like, right? Uh, you know, because I mean, I've heard I've heard Schwartzen tell the story a few times, and it started out, you know, you, you you did five takes, and you said, you know, hey man, I want I want to smoke myself. Yeah. First of all, the scene was hysterical, regardless mm-hmm. of whether or not. Uh, I would admit sometimes I'd yell in between the fifth or fifth seventh take on some of the more arduous scenes. Isn't there any real weed on set? <laughs> Hello, excuse me. Yeah. How much? <laughs> and you know, there's some PA thinking, "Oh shit, I got to get him some yeah, right, weed. No. What do I do?" How much I of that did you that. did you improv? I mean, you're you're playing yourself in some ways. But I mean, you're playing a we character. We do a lot too. of improv for sure. You know, like uh, you know. We they do so many rewrites also, and Adam always does the last rewrite, and until we're on set in a movie. In that specific situation, it was the first time Sandler was never on set. He came on set once the first day, made saw me walking on, called me over to his Cadillac in his cell phone. I got in the front seat. He's like, uh, he's like, everything good? I'm like, yeah, we're good. We're starting. He's like, you, are you guys all good? I'm like, yeah, we're sure, we're ready. And I, I'm like, aren't you gonna get out and watch? <laughs> and he's like. No, I was just checking if you guys were cool. <laughs> I'm like, no, get the fuck I'm out of here. Already working watch. on the sequel. So yeah. Sam Man, of course, the consummate professional that he is, it was his first rated R comedy that he wasn't starring in. Mm-hmm. He and he'd never done one, you know. So he trusted us, the fucking his, you know, best friends, thank God, to So uh, you guys had done do plenty it. at that point. So we had done so much with him where you edit you write, you edit, you learn, you write write on set. You rewrite for each other on set. If you can beat someone's joke, if you're sitting in a chair watching someone on a monitor, watching them from here, and you can think of something more, you know funnier or better or something that even makes more sense, you know he'll do it. Sandler will do it. And everyone's real cool with that. If you have oh, something yeah. better than, of course, that's great. That's yeah. like that's such a good environment to be working in. Fresh like that. Yeah. Yeah. I know this is this is called mostly sports, but you know to tie it back to sports a little bit. You once told I don't I don't know if you can reveal this, but you once told me a story around how Shaq needed a couple tips on grown ups, and it was pretty funny. Uh, you guys hanging out? Well, dude, this guy because you were a teen. He's <laughs> so talented. The guy he would be working till probably I don't know midnight or whatever on his show in Atlanta for TNT, and then fly in for, to work with, with us. Oh wow, he's doing where were you guys filming? Yeah, you guys in Carolina, Massachusetts. Oh wow! Okay. We were yeah. We were. I was living in Marblehead. We were on the North Shore of Massachusetts. Shooting, Gross, grown ups one or shooting two? Shooting two. Shooting in Swampscott. Okay. Swampscott, Mass. And Shaq, no, Shaq would be so tired. Like when the day we were shooting the scene where we shoot our guns erroneously out the window for no fucking reason, <laughs> um, which was very fun because Shaq knows how to handle the guns real well because he's a cop in three different areas, yeah. you know. So. Shaq, like a real cop. Yeah, yeah, he's an airport yeah, cop, yeah. one place, port police, and then in, in Miami, he's like, like a, a Florida sheriff or yep, something. Yeah, he's a sheriff yeah. in Florida. So um, Shaq was tired, and you know, I'm like, you know, big dog, you look tired. You know, taking that was like, oh, thanks, don't take, you know, cool. Take a nap. <laughs> and fucking dude, that's Shaq, a good impersonation. Shaq taking a nap. First of all, his fucking his knees, bro. His <laughs> knees go like his, th- this is his knees like. Above the fucking dash of the cop car, and his hands are on them, <laughs> and his ha- and he'd sleep. <laughs> and Shaq's head, you know, it's Shaq's head, my head, Shaq's head, fucking like this, like it doesn't snore much, but the hands would move, and his hands are all fucking beat up from crushing people yeah. and dunking nine million balls a day. 
with his dad when he practiced this. So this guy, it, it was like a prehistoric animal on, on each knee, like, dude, what the fuck? And waking him up would be hilarious because you'd think he'd like it real startled or whatever. He'd be like, oh, oh, all right, man. And he'd just get ready to work. And I will tell you what, once he knew whatever the premise was, he would improv, and he's one of the funniest. He could guys. hang with you guys? Oh, bro. He's funny. He's funnier than most of us. Wow. He gets a lot of practice on TNT. Funnier than most of us, dude. And I'll, and I'll tell you what he always, and he said this to Sandler, and I more than once, he said uh, at the beginning, of the very beginning, he said, listen, man, one of the only reasons I won all those championships was because uh, I watched Waterboy like, every <laughs> night before, you know, every night during the finals before I go to bed. <laughs> I'm like, what? That's cool. Like, yeah, no, I'm yeah. serious. Talk to him. I'm not fucking around. Sam, man, I'm serious. That's you guys fun. are the best. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck, Shaq? Shaq, you're the best. We're, you know, just Sandler and Dante. So, um, a lot of people don't know this. You sing. No. Yes. You rap. Eric B. and Rakim. Oh, my God. If you follow funny. Dante on Instagram, so it's, you know, El Presidente <laughs> on Instagram, Twitter, all of those, you will get some of the best stuff on the web. He's yeah, I'm singing a about crazy. Um, <laughs> about breakfast, lunch, you know, lacrosse shots, fogos. <laughs> That's right. You taught me about fogo. Fogo, oh, yeah. Face off and he go. had me. Do, he had me, me become a fogo. Really? Yes. Where was this? In you know, in his apartment. Yes. Okay. Or his house. House at the time up in Sherman Oaks. That's right. Yeah, you made. Dude, me, we videoed that. We did. It was it's a classic it's for it's Coach it's Towers, the former coach of Dartmouth College. Got that video. I lost. <laughs> So you guys got hammered, you did a FOGO, and you sent it off to the Dartmouth coach? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He loved it. He loved it. It prompted a visit. (laughs) That's hilarious. I was not in good shape, and I I struggled. But, but, you know, I've heard you sing. What's going on with this uh, this rap stuff you got going? Today was a weird day. Today was one of those Tuesdays where I felt in an old-school mood and woke up thinking of paid in full. Okay. And woke up at very early, very early hour and thinking of people on the East Coast like – scrambling in manhattan having to kill it thinking of people all over the world sadly having to drudge through what they're drudging through right now with all the fucking fear that is being instilled and we hopefully can eliminate Mm -hmm. we'll get to that later but so thinking of a master plan was just like what's our what's our i like that what's our master plan gonna be how how are we gonna handle this how are we gonna handle it together because if we don't confound and become a whole unit against what's going on. They're gonna slowly tear apart each country by doing what they did in uh, Paris, you know, and you know everywhere. So that was basically my thought behind that, and me having fun because I love Eric B and Rakim. We're from that generation. We that was one of our favorite records back in the day. So I was just rapping it off my, you know, sitting in my studio. Nice. You still doing the reggae stuff down in San yeah, Diego? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not doing it down there right now. But my last show was in Eugene, Oregon, when I hosted a Comic-Con about six weeks ago. They hired a local, like, sublime punk kind of band, and I went and I drove an hour and a half to Salem, Oregon the night before the show to rehearse with the band and and have, like, a barbecue with the guys. And I was like, this could be a complete fucking disaster. (laughs) But no, it ended up being really good. The dudes were talented, and the show was fucking awesome. So, I don't know. No, you know me, Morgan. I let things come to me because I have been blessed so much already in life and I get the opportunity to get to coach my children and other people's children and get to go to these lacrosse tournaments and go places like the Grand Canyon and wherever I get to go because God has blessed me, you know, every day. So I don't really force things to happen in my life. 
Mm-hmm. And one of my buddies on the phone as a director is like, bro, you need to be out there auditioning every day. And I'm like, hmm. Said that to who? Me on the phone. And I was like, why? You don't audition. <laughs> You're just you. Nah, yeah. Just... And I said, nah, I think, you know, well, there'll be something coming soon. And, we're, and we have a show that we're probably doing together, the same gentleman who said that to me. So you'll remain nameless. Would it be Renegade Rebel Patriot? No, no, no. That's not it. Oh, man. Lochran. Yeah, Lochran. I'll talk to Lochran hopefully tomorrow. What's your take on these uh, girls fighting? Ronda Rousey. (laughs) Just random girls fighting. Well, I'll tell you. No, it's funny. Well, it's funny that. uh, That's how I think about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, It's interesting because she became such an anomaly, right? And, you know, anybody's breakable, especially in that sport. And oh my God! And she predicted it on Jimmy Kimmel. Said she's gonna try to kick me in the face. She's gonna try to bother me. She's gonna try to keep me at bay. She she predict. She called it fucking blow by blow. Yeah. And it happened. That was her game plan. She stuck with it. Yep. We were talking about that earlier. Yep. Isn't that she got great? a little too close yep. every once in a while, and that's when. And I don't know. I'm not a huge UFC guy. Yeah. But oh, everyone said, "Uh oh, she's got to get back. She's got. This is what Rousey wants." And she did it, and then boom. Just like that. Do you like watching it or do you not care? No, I love it. I Only because it's one of these things that's going to become, uh, do the fighters get paid enough? It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very dangerous sport. You can get killed. My friend Luke Rockhold, got, he got kicked with a flying back kick by Vito Belfort in Brazil like 10 seconds into his first UFC fight <laughs> after shit. being like undefeated in the his strike force or whatever he was in, you know? Yeah, his and strike now, force? Yeah, the, whatever he was in the other like fight. minor Bellator, league, yeah. whatever, Bellator, I think what it is. Um, yeah, uh, no, and he'll become a champion soon. Luke Luke Rockhold, I'm predicting that. So. What happened? He got kicked in the face. He, well, he got right? knocked out, but he's won like four in a row since. Yeah, I have so zero, like, I don't know how much money you'd have to pay me to do that. Like, if you said here's 100 grand. Well, you bro, would... that's the situation. How much money is Dana White making versus how much money is he paying these fighters of course and, you know and i you know i love joe rogan i don't know the guy but i'm sure that they're all, you know they're making everyone's making more than the kids were risking oh, their course. lives if that. i gave you five grand right now would you let dante kick you in the face no roundhouse is it is that net or is there taxes taken out? <laughs> no taxes no taxes uh no he, he's he's no, a good fighter i, I can tell I, I wouldn't do it and he wouldn't do it either because he knows no, he's getting nothing at. no he's getting nothing I could, I could probably probably try and get more money out of him after i cash we get out. to put it online we get to he's put it online after this you just get five grand i've seen him held back a few times it's it's been a good thing you you're very very uh composed in some tough situations one of those there, Dante. tough, Dude, con- one of those tough is, connecticut boys i'll tell you what kids you gotta stop fucking trying to um hurt yourselves on video it, it's stupid you're gonna end up not being able to do what you really want to do all your lives like skateboard like i still do or can every day you don't jump off roofs onto shit or don't don't park <laughs> don't parkour unless you really went to practice a lot with like a coach and you're good at it yeah. <laughs> don't hope to get on the next jackass <laughs> yeah, Tosh right. type yeah, yeah. don't be on, don't want to be on ridiculousness because that's why it's called ridiculousness <laughs> it's fucking stupid yeah i like that a little psa oh sorry rob <laughs> No, not so. See, now it's funny. A lot of those guys you're talking about, similar, I played lacrosse with. Very kind of similar mentality. A lot of the guys, Long Island, Hofstra, a lot of Garden City, a lot of Manhasset. Uh, I spent a lot of time in a lot of Hofstra bars. You're, I think, a little bit McKeebs. older than me. Was it Monterey's, yeah. McKeebs, mm-hmm. Bogarts, Bogart, sure. and Mulcahy's. And 
No, Bogarts very well. And Mulcahy's was across the street. Well, uh, yeah, right across the street from you guys. <laughs> yeah, I know nothing about the bar. Sorry, <laughs> Mom. Uh, I loved going down Coach there. Coach Donowski, you know all about that. Yeah, loved right. going down there. Uh, uh, dude, I did an appearance there recently in the past, like, five years. At Mulcahy's? All of them. They must the have gone to The kids that own McKeeves and all those. Oh, my God, bro. Those places are crazier than they were in the early 90s. And they were insane. I was there they were late crazy. 90s, yeah. What happens yeah. when you go back? Nothing. You know, the kids are cool. They're all just nutty. They're, you know, they're Long Island kids. They're, yeah. they're passionate. That's a good way to put that. You go back for, uh, you know, I know, I know, uh, <laughs> Boston guy, Patriots fan. We have a lot of Patriots fans that listen to the show it's, and watch the yeah, show. Yeah, got lucky. Got uh, Sunday, thank God. You can't leave Tom Brady anytime. That should be the point in that. You cannot leave. Well, that's why you guys yeah. won the Super Bowl because Pete Carroll was so worried about leaving Tom Brady time. That's right. You know, so worried yeah. about the clock like instead of trying to score. Panic situation. That's right. Everything you said, that, that's an exact way to put it. You don't try and get fancy. You run the ball, bleed the clock. Like, don't try and throw to the end zone. You're worried about because boy Tom on the fucking Brady is on the other side. He sits and waits. Like, yeah. He's got to be thinking. Don't give me the ball. Not based. Not based. He's yeah. It's unreal. I mean. I love, I think it was Andrea Cohn, one of the saying, you know, the greatest of all time. She's already calling him that because, dude, come on. It, the, the caliber, here's what I'll state, and you can quote this. And I played football, I had tons of in interceptions and played against a lot of really fast kids in my leagues, and everyone knows that. So, and Fork Union especially, God, those teams we played. I will state that Tom Brady, this guy, Okay. He's one of those guys that the reason he's the greatest of all time because the caliber of athlete that he is playing against and where he came from since he's a rookie and now he's faster, stronger, more durable, yeah, smarter, obviously, due to the experience. The caliber of athlete he's playing against now is faster, stronger, smarter, and off the charts just more aware of what they're doing in football because of all the new rules. You can't all out go and hit with your head anymore. You can't do the stuff that old football players used to be able to do. So he is, and he, he's, that's why I feel he's the greatest of all time because all of it's a unique situation. It really is. And, and people can say he's not getting hit as hard or whatever, but it's, it's still, he's, those guys are way faster than the dudes when like Francie started in yeah. the NFL hey, Fr I think Fran Tarkenton one of the best scramblers of all time of course God bless the Vikings doing great Swartzen um, but Tom Brady <laughs> yeah he loves yeah, those bikes he loves, he loves those bikes but dude Tom Brady come on he, he needs to scramble against guys that are just beasts subtle he, movements for Tom Brady Julius Peppers you know what I mean dudes who play guard for North Carolina play D lineman in the NFL could run a 4 4 40 at 290 pounds it's and, crazy yeah and dunk on you I, w I would say would you say if he's like let's just call tom brady michael jordan of football <laughs> would pay, eh, whatever let's talk, just, I'm, a new, I'm new york i gotta i gotta okay, i gotta put okay, a stop so to it at some like, point you know <laughs> and this whole peyton manning thing i mean it's like it's oh. like tom brady's michael jordan then is was peyton manning kobe bryant uh, what's I, happening to manning uh well that's funny because last year for four weeks into the season you guys were two and two everyone said is brady done and the kind of people, I don't want to say the people knew what now. they were talking about. They were like, are you out of your fucking mind? Is I don't Tom really done? cross analogize sports like that. That's it's so tough to different. do. But, but now, you compare those but no, 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 my question is, is now, now uh, Manning Brady might Manning? be done. Manning yeah. might be done now. 
I feel that yeah, him coming back from that that surgery and that you know situation, what happened with him, was very brave, and he proved himself to be one of the greatest of all time for sure. But now to see him deteriorate is very sad, and I hope he retires because I don't want to see him get hurt. He broke the all-time passing record yeah, and then the got guy. pulled from the game yeah. after four more interceptions. Yeah, that's right. He's not he's not playing well. And that goes along and with it what has I was to do with his thing, don't you think? The whole I feel like he's hurt everywhere except the neck thing. That's what I was listening to because this now they're saying plantar fasciitis. He's got an arm thing, a shoulder thing. It's everything except his neck. You can't believe any of this shit you hear, especially coming from you guys. Because every time I look at any of my fantasy rosters, I'm like, oh, my God, my entire team's questionable. I'm like, oh, because it's like an Edelman and Gronk. They're playing. Of course they're playing. So you can't believe any of that stuff. Dante's a good – you know, Patriots fans get a bad rap, but he was nice. He was trying to get me a ticket at the game. It would have been terrible to watch. And also he went up to – to, to kick off the season when Seahawks played uh, blast. Green Bay, he Two showed up at a ago, tailgate. Right? Two years ago? It was, well, it was, it was last season it to kick the off the season. Of last season. You saw the first game with the Seahawks, and you saw the last game with the Seahawks. I went to open a game, and due to me being at a uh, cannabis event up there, High Times Cannabis Cup, I went early with my boys Morgan and Luke, and we we had the absolute best time. I love Seattle. I love you, Seattle. I love the people in Seattle. I wore a... Marshawn Lynch jersey. <laughs> he did. <laughs> to show respect for the city. So when the posts were on Instagram of me and the Marshawn Lynch jersey, you know, the Patriots fans were all the uh, mass holes were like, what the fuck, Dante? Dude, what the <laughs> fuck you got a Marshawn Lynch jersey on for, you fucking faggot? You know, so they were pissed off. And then when I flipped back to the Pats, when I got my 47 brand box of all my old Pat the Patriots gear and said, oh, thank you, I love my Patriots, all the Seattle fans were like, bro, what what happened? He's drinking, <laughs> drinking beers with yeah, you. Yeah, you fucking were up there. They, Dante's the <laughs> biggest celebrity these people have seen. They've seen rain, <laughs> yeah. and they don't. you don't see a celebrity or like anybody recognizable. Especially like, walking through the parking lot, you're probably like, all right, let's go back and say, holy shit, dragging that guy. He's wearing yeah, a Marshawn right. Lynch no, shirt. I mean, they, awesome. they went fucking nuts. And then I kept, I was joking with him in, no, at the I'm tailgate. More, I was like, can I get what? your picture? Can I get That's your picture? Good, Morgan, I got a great fucking story about it. I'm more that guy than I am, you know, the movie star celebrity because proof tonight at Whole Foods, going to get dinner for everyone. Wow, you shopping at Whole Foods? You are a celebrity if you're shopping. Whole paycheck, <laughs> motherfucker. Anyways, no. So, and I'm dealing with Jokes. this very nice kid, Brandon, who is getting my fish, and he's from Lafayette, Louisiana. Big. Oh, hey, man. Yeah, I'm from Lafayette, Louisiana. Just moved here. Gotta have a kid. Da da da. And then you see him go to a nice Mexican over there, you know, gentleman who works in produce, and you see him touch the guy, and look at me and. You know, ask the guy, and you see the guy look at him and go, <laughs> like, who gives a fuck? And no, I don't care. <laughs> and then, so he, you know, mills around and asks, like, I guess probably nine more people. No, he goes, <laughs> um, and he comes running over to me and he goes, holy fuck, man. He goes, I knew it was, you're Peter not that. I go, yeah, Brandon. Uh huh. And he goes, I fucking knew it was you. I go, no, you didn't, because that guy didn't know it was me. He goes, yeah, yeah, no, but I did. I was like, well, why didn't you say it when you were getting my shrimp and swordfish? But <laughs> so I'm not a, like, fucking big famous guy, Morgan. I'm just Pete Dante, who acts once in a while and has a good life because I'm lucky. Nice. Very, very, very true. Um, and, and a big family guy. Anything, yeah, anything dude. happening with the family? Any shout-outs for the family? I've seen you hanging out with the, the boys throwing the lacrosse well, they, ball as around. As I left the house, they were just having a battle two-on-two. Two. Um, 
Ethan Reed from down the block with Lucas Dante against Ramsey Lands and Jake Dante. I hope that Ethan Reed and Lucas Dante won because Lucas is my 14-year-old and Jake is my 18-year-old who is a beast. How's Jake doing? Jake's doing great. Jake's yeah. doing well. Yeah, yeah, he's looking at schools right now. He's looking at schools? Yeah. Is he going to play? I don't think so. Lucas will be the guy who plays. Jake will be the guy who uh, is the player. Okay. Oh. Being <laughs> Brad Pitt's godson, you know, 18 years old. I think you think you're 28 years old and you're the Prince of Monaco. <laughs> Jake, you're not the Prince of Monaco. Are they get listening? A, get a job. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> what's, what's Brad's role in that? Like, I mean, how often do you uh, see a Brad Pitt? No, we see him. We see them as often, you know, whenever they're in town because we see the kids too. Uh, but his role, Lex, that he got Jake for his birthday. Really? Yeah. Oh, we run in similar circles. It's, it's like it's <laughs> oh, yeah, bizarre. Yeah. We have so much <laughs> in common. Yeah, it's crazy. You can count on me, Foundation <laughs> Jim Mora bracelet. I have to, I have to bring up one of the funniest <laughs> nights and days um, when we were hanging out in the valley. Oh, God. And, and I. It was late night. I won't get into the details. I have great video from that day of Morgan remember rapping, the hot, singing. Do you remember the witch rock? I do. I do. Remember the hot tub? But then the next morning I woke up with wet jeans on. And, yes. I, and I had to explain to you that I had to go to work. And oh, he absolutely cool. didn't understand what that meant. <laughs> so yeah. he, and, and I, I had I a blackberry. Yeah, say how to say I wrote a song about me. this because that happened to me recently again where I was with people in La Quinta and they were all like, tomorrow's my Monday. And it was like a, it was like a, Monday night and it was <laughs> going to be Tuesday and then I guess they had all their shifts at their restaurants and things and I was like what do you mean tomorrow's your Monday they're like well what day is it for you I'm like every day is just another day I don't know what day is yeah, it yeah right what day <laughs> so, is so it I was trying to send an email and because yeah. I was basically like he looked at me and he laughed he was make, making me style. making me making me breakfast everyone breakfast and uh he literally like he's like what do I have to do I said I can't get my blackberry to work I have to say that I have a sinus infection he walked it around his house to tell it sent and I had said that I needed to take a Z-Pack. And he said, there's a bunch of people from the phone writing you back to feel better. He's like, <laughs> he's, he's, like he's like, who are these people? <laughs> he said, we have a phone call. Is that what we got? Five minutes? Five minutes what? What's that? It's it's 845. <laughs> What's that? It does? Okay. Yeah, we go a little bit later. Okay. A few minutes. Whatever. That's new. That's news to me. I'm learning, I guess. He's, new. <laughs> he's actually new. He's Is he? He's not the, yeah. I like so. it. I like it. So uh, what else? What else, Dante? I, mean, I know you're a Tell past. Tell me. Uh, so, uh, oh, well, how do we feel about this football season? Let's talk about, let's talk, let's touch on late college football season. Who's going to come out of where? And let's touch on the NFL, where it's at, and who's going to come out of there. Let's go college first. Mikey, what do you think? Because it's. College first. I mean, you got Alabama right now. I love the fact that the rankings came out today. Two uh, one-loss teams in the Final Four. I think Notre Dame belongs there, absolutely. I'm dying for Iowa to lose. Actually, no. I'm sorry. I take that back. I want Iowa to keep rolling just to cause some shit. When is the shit. last time that Iowa has done this? Uh, I don't think they ever have. They're not even during right the now. Chuck Long years. With Baylor losing <laughs> they Oklahoma. Were nice. They were just ten and two during the yeah right. Baylor's athletic man, but Oklahoma is fun to watch. They lost. They're done. TCU out. We Nobody coming that. from the sure. Pac-12. Every Pac-12 team has two losses now. Pac-12's upside down. Yeah, like it matters. I mean, they're all. I like think it. they got it right. I think it's going to stay like this. I don't think you know unless somebody has a major I, meltdown. I just love there's a over. playoff. Too. Yeah. yeah too. I mean, it's like it was. It was time. What's I like your the, pick. 
I say, yeah, Bama, I think, yeah. too. Yeah. They're, they're tough, man. They're so athletic. Yeah. Well, I mean, people. well coached. Yeah, that guy's all right. Every, that, yeah, that saving th- guy. Look so, out for him. Well, so, he, he's got his guys. His position guys are just like. Scared. You're not buying Clemson? No, I don't buy Clemson yet. I mean, Notre Dame should have beat, beat them. They beat Syracuse by 10, bro. Yeah. In the dome. How yeah. many people predict? Yeah. you got to stomp on Syracuse up there if you're yeah. Clemson and yeah. you, you out-athlete them. It was the a they did. 27 and a half point line, I think, right. too. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, real quick question. You, I mean, Hartford is kind of the border for north and south. It's a very important mark back east. I don't know, you know if you're aware of that. Was anyone in your family, Yankees, Giants, Knicks, anything like that? There was. Half my brothers and sisters are born in New Jersey, so yes. Okay. Yeah. So that's huge. Yeah. Uh, and half were born in How about your dad? Hartford. What was he? You know what's so funny? My dad's a Jersey boy, but he liked the St. Louis Cardinals. Wow, so that's a whole mess going on. Just the programming thing. It was, yeah. it was like, what, 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 that's how Dallas got big, right? Just access. Exposure. Well, right. Yeah, well, who, no, like, who really oh, lives in that? Texas? Oh, okay. like, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. TV, yeah. Like, oh, what, yeah, what yeah. you could watch. Sure, sure. Yeah. No, yeah, dude, who really lives in Texas? <laughs> no, yeah. that's, that's fair. Yeah. Um, uh, back know. to the, back to the NFL. Without, let's take the Patriots out of it for a minute. Oh, yeah, no, of course. Um, who do you th- who do you think? Dude, actually I, can I the Vikings, man? AP coming back and bringing balance to this team, man. Somewhat quietly too. Boop, yep. The top of that division. Yep. Big game next week for that. I don't know. I don't. I don't buy. I don't buy Bridgewater can win a big game. I mean, maybe they'll get into the playoffs, but I don't. I don't think they're going to. I think no. Green I Bay think w- they're a year or, or or two away if Teddy Bridgewater can mature into that guy. He can't throw he the ball fifty yards. Yeah. That's my issue. Like he couldn't throw a, a hail mary at the at the beginning of the season. So is Jameis Winston for real? I think he'll be all right. Yeah, he's I good. think he loses a little bit. He'll be in that Cam kind of yeah. conversation. It's early. And sure, I think three. Mariota looks. Yeah, he's like, looking better like, and better. Hey, man, Cam Newton's real. He went to IMG Academy and played quarterback there. It's like a yeah. institution. Mm-hmm. He went uh, to football camp in the summer there. And you could say he doesn't have much around him. No, I mean Patriots not, no. fans could say that all the time. You know. I yeah, mean, no, and look, it took him four years. John Gruden said it the other night. He goes, "Hey, look, this guy it took him four years. Now he's competent. He's going to do it." And I trust John Gruden. Yeah. No. Did you have a problem with his little dance this past week? Did you see that? No. Somebody was bitching that he was <laughs> dancing in the end zone. And they, you know what Dude, Cam said? He goes, you got a problem. Keep me out of the fucking end zone. I said, good for him. I promote, he didn't swear. I promote celebration <laughs> in football. You know, it's yeah. tough to get a TD. I promote celebrations, even for pickoffs. I, and even for first down, you're, that shit's okay. Yeah. Don't spike the ball. Don't throw it anywhere. Get back to, you know, get back to the huddle or get back in the formation, especially if you're running a no huddle. But, uh, yeah, no, I promote. I like celebrations. I actually think I think Pittsburgh, if they get healthy, they could be interesting. They're, I think they're the only ones yeah, that can really Ben just be really being fragile everywhere. I know hey, Pittsburgh's tough, dude. He's they're, a beast. Yeah. That's the team I would worry about. And I'd, if if you're a Cincinnati, I'd worry about them again. However, oh, how, they, last night just killed that. that Everybody's you know going what? nuts for them. That right was that was embarrassing. Yeah, couldn't score a touchdown against. Well, wait, hold on. It's a quarterbackless Texan team. Yeah, let's yeah. look at that. T.J. Yates. You might as well have fucking Guy Grenois from the Water Bo- Waterboy come back and play <laughs> fucking QB for them. What was Blue your favorite? Blue thirty two. What was out of all the all those J. movies J. you did? Watts. <laughs> all those movies you did. What was your favorite? Mount stunts. Also, you got to have the Citrus Bowl where Jay Gruden was the head coach of the Orlando Predators at the time, and the player coach backup quarterback to my buddy Pat O'Hara. It was in the movie with us. Waterboy is fun as shit. We could get, we played football together. We hung out together. We hung out with all the guys that played football. The stunt guys were all like, you know, they became like our real kind of football teammates and buddies. Tons of great cameos. You know, LT, 
Yeah. Kathy Bates, Henry Winkler. Oh, Did you get hit by LT? Did you take a hit? No, LT you? was no. He was just no LT. My trailer took took a hit by LT. We know what that means. If you know what I'm saying, we got you. Yeah. <laughs> we got you. Yeah, thanks, LT. Anyways, uh, yeah, no. Um, <laughs> you know Jerry, Jerry Reed, legend, right? The guy who played the coach, the Cougar coach. He grew yeah. up basically with Merle Haggard, and you know, and all you know, all those guys, and he would tell us stories. That guy was the greatest, the greatest. So that was a fun one. I gotta say, Waterboy. Nice. And being the most scared, but yet having the most fun was Grandma's Boy because we had no fucking clue what was gonna happen. We were like, oh, Sandler shit. wasn't in that movie. No. And dude, first of all, yeah, you take the Sandman out of the equation. Whoops. You take the real only movie star we have in our camp out of the equation. <laughs> so we had to bring in as many good actors and heavy hitters as we could, and jo- young Jonah Hill, you know, um, and Joel David Moore. And just really yeah, that's strong. Right. Was in there. Strong yeah. people, you know. So that shit. And Nick Goose and I basically edited the thing alone with Tom Costain. And every day before we played basketball with Sandler, he would check a reel, come in, watch, give notes. That was Not, one of Goosen's first direct, like big no, directing. Yeah, job. it was his real one. Yeah, first one. And uh, first real one. And. Um, Give us notes, mostly not give us notes. Look at us both and go, you're doing a good fucking job. Let's go play hoops, and we would. We'd be on our way. So well, that's how Grandma's would happen. Well, I hate to wrap this up. Um, we ain't wrapping shit up. We're going out right now. <laughs> Woo! Meet us in over. A meeting yeah. out there. Well, we're uh, we're uh, going to meet down right. at the um, karaoke. No, we're not. <laughs> but uh, what, what do you, what do you, uh, how can, how can people follow you? All the Instagrams, oh, Twitter, all my, that stuff. It, yeah, I am on Twitter and Instagram the same. E capital E L underscore. Capital P R E S I, capital D A N T E El Presidente. I thought it was funny at one point. Who gives a shit? When you're my age, when you're my age, you realize that you gotta laugh at everything in life that you possibly can, and make it all funny if you possibly can, because shit can be fucked up. And when it is, you know, just get over it. Get over it as fast as you can, because. Uh, it ain't worth, it ain't worth, you know, harboring over. I think it's Saban that says you have 24 hours to get over the loss. Yeah. And then you move on. Yeah. So. And, you know, treasure losses of human beings, sports fans, treasure losses of, of uh, you know, friendships. Don't tr- Who gives a shit about your fantasy team? <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, yeah. Don't water down our sports by, you know, cheering for dudes that are on other teams who do you really care about your team or your fantasy team think about that one when you sleep tonight that's a matter because what dante says yeah what dante (laughs) says i love the fucking pats i believe if we stay healthy our key guys come back julian we shall yeah that's a tough one where we belong that's a tough hit yeah amandola stepping in Mm -hmm. he'll step up danny will step up where he belongs they're about the same age they are I feel similar skill level. Julian, Julian just became Wes Welker because Tom has a focal point always. You know, yeah, he makes everyone good. Sure, sure. All right, Mike, you want to take us out? Uh, thank you, Peter Dante, for coming in. This is awesome. You're welcome anytime. Come Mike, back, shoot the shit. Thanks for being a lax guy. Yeah. Another lax guy. We need Morgan, to get into that. Just Morgan and Fogo, you guys. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Hofstra USA will be a, uh, Morgan and Mike's, and I will be performing at Hofstra USA this Saturday. My old roommate, uh, Hofstra. Hofstra guy. Played lax at Hofstra, too. A couple years later, Ryan Colucci. Yeah, Colucci. Another guinea at Hofstra. Long Island boy. (laughs) Shocker. Yeah.
Peter, uh, thank, all right, you. thank you to uh, Austin for coming on before this whole crew here. Thanks to Sunset Gower Studios and Phantom Fly Vodka, unmasked quality. Follow the fly. Just drink a lot of vodka. We'll be back next week. Sammy Maybe Pizarro. Jay will be back by. Uh, he saved his life. Those are my boys, Sammy, Chris, Phantom Fly, the vodka that makes you fly. Just ask Dante because I am OG fly and OG fly. That's about as good as a as a, as a endorsement you're gonna get. Thank you, everybody. Jay, hope you see you next week back in studio. All right, thanks for listening to Mostly Sports. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.